Okay, hi everyone. Uh, we're in our last, what is it, uh, eight days of 2022. So Pal and I figured it would probably be a really good idea to, um, you know, go ahead and just review some of the events of the year and how they may have echoed the astrology that we talked about in our previous forecast. I mean, instead of going back and like going through everything we ever said and, um, you know, comparing it to the events of the year, I think it's just a good exercise to close out every year by just kind of looking at the events after having lived through hearing about them or living through them and just reflecting on how the astrology may or may not have mapped on. Agreed. I, I'm bummed we didn't do this for previous years because um, we've done our forecast now for what we just recorded our third one. Mm -hmm. And but it's, you know, it's never too late to start. I was telling Mo prior to starting this recording that it was actually really fun to go through the events of 2022, but also amazing. Like, I can't believe all of this happened this year like it feels like it was two some of these things felt like they were two years ago so it was like a long year in some ways but also felt really short too yeah it like it's so weird because I was like like Tao was saying right before we got on oh I can't believe that thing happened this year because I feel like ever since 2020 one year has felt like three years compressed <laughs> into a year it, it's really crazy yeah everyone I mean the meme the, the memes there's just so many memes about this that it's like what is time even anymore it's very yeah COVID just really really skewed things for all of us but yeah. I think the way we're gonna do this is we're just gonna go chronologically we're not gonna highlight everything I think both of us just did some prep and took some notes of what happened this year and then we still have our notes from what those the main transits were for those periods. And I think we're just going to go through and highlight some stuff. Okay, so we're going to start with January. I yes. mean, let me think. Well, first, like, this technically didn't happen in 2021, but... On December 30th, 2021, um, Jelaine Maxwell was convicted. And I do remember vividly us talking about this in the 2022 <laughs> predictions, um, just with um, all like specifically um, just everything that was happening with that with that Venus retrograde and knowing that she especially has all these Capricorn placements. Like I know that was something we I, I, I believe we recorded that 2022 predictions episode like two weeks before that. Conviction. We did. We did. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Um, it's funny because literally like a week later, um, you know, or like two weeks later, um, Prince Andrew gets stripped of his um, military titles and patronages, you yes. know, due to his connections with um, her and that whole debacle. Yep. I'm surprised we didn't see more of like that playing out in the year, but there, a lot happened with the royal family this year, to say the oh, least. So, sure. um, yeah, part of me also just wonders how much of that was, I'm sure mostly unintentionally a distraction from what was happening with Prince Andrew, but yeah. Hold on. I mean, yeah, it's funny because this is later. This will probably make sense um, later when we talk in February. But I, I also remember us because I, I did listen to parts of this like 
before we did it. I mean, I fell asleep during because I was like so tired. But like one of the last things I remember hearing before I passed out was probably just, you know, the movement of Venus through Capricorn because it there are a lot of ties to themes relating to what was it? Roe versus Wade, right? And this probably makes sense for February because the decision that ended up being leaked was actually made in February when Oof. Venus was doing I forget what Venus was doing, but so like, I feel like there are other things related to, um, you know, Venus and Capricorn that were going on. But like you were saying, like, I was surprised there wasn't more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, well, um, in February, what I mean, I know this is jumping a little bit, but I think we might as well just say it. But Venus and Mars were making that really long conjunction in Capricorn um, through February that um, then moved into Aquarius yeah. in March. So, yeah. Which yeah. is something like, I, you know what else is funny? So uh, I'm looking at our notes here. So just kind of like the end of January, how um, Justice Breyer announced his retirement. And I think basically that whole like Venus going direct in um, Capricorn, Capricorn and then just like making its way through Capricorn was very much like the whole process of um choosing his replacement if yeah. you think about it yeah yeah there I, I do like just list some of the notes of um just you know it was it was end of February where Biden nominates Katanji Brown for Supreme Court like I know Venus and Mars were still in Capricorn Mm -hmm. um, during that time and then um he she officially gets confirmed um this is way past but it, she does get confirmed in april um but yeah all of the confirmation hearings and stuff were taking place while venus and mars were making that conjunction through capricorn and then eventually into aquarius yeah so that that was a weird like full circle moment it's like okay like i quit and then it's like, okay, who are we going to nominate for his replacement? Okay, we figured out who we want to nominate. And then going forward with um, scrutinizing her. That, that's really interesting. Oh, um, one thing I wanted to say was it also during the end of Venus and Capricorn, um, but also like, sorry, Venus is retrograde and Capricorn. So I see in your notes, like for February, you have that there's a state of emergency declared um, by Ottawa because of the anti-vax trucker protests. So at this point, they had already been sitting there for three weeks because they literally, it's like the sun went into Aquarius and like <laughs> they started camping out like there. And it's just like the protests just got longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, hold on. Yeah. yeah so that, that that's was really one interesting. That was one of those events where when I was looking at the notes or making t making these notes, like, oh my god, the the trucker protest happened this year. That feels like forever ago. It does, and you know what? Was, it's interesting. Like, so recently, I want to say, I don't know if the hearings are done, but in for much of November, um, there has been hearings about whether Trudeau was correct in um, triggering the emergency act. To get rid of the truckers oh i haven't um, heard about that at all wow that's what's been going on up here i mean like he when did he invoke it so he invoked it between february 14th so what, what's in the notes for february 
<laughs> Mercury re-entering Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, and then it ends like the twenty third of um, February. So that's that's pretty funny. Like yeah, that like, and I feel like maybe that was part of the like Mercury retrograde piece because it's like okay, no, okay, no, no, no. This is fun because if you think about the chart that's floating around for Canada, there is an Aries rising, right? Uh-huh. And uh, third house is vehicles, right? And like this yeah. is supposed to be like a, a protest against the government, like doing all of these like lockdowns and vaccine mandates. Specifically, they were upset about. Um, I don't know why they were upset at the Canadian government because this is a U.S. problem. It's like you can't cross the border without being vaccinated, but that's U.S. policy, not Canada. Yeah. Regardless, people are mad at Trudeau. And um, so they're parking their vehicles literally outside of the building, you know, like, so the way Ottawa is, is it's kind of like D.C. a little bit where there's this part where, you know, you have all the government buildings and they're just in the downtown core where all that is uh-huh. just parked out there preventing you know people of ottawa from living their lives essentially uh-huh. um because you know some of these people a lot of them from the western provinces mostly like uh-huh. just having this conception that people in ottawa are just people who work for the government when in reality that's not true <laughs> so um yeah so i think it's funny you have like Mercury, which does say things about vehicles, but then like in a Saturn ruled sign, so these like long distance big vehicles just like parked out there. And it wasn't until, you know, ha- I guess I want to say maybe mm, halfway through the Mercury shadow thing where it's like, okay, we're going to finally like deal with these people and stop them from. <laughs> Wow, that's really funny. So, no, get this. I, I just looked it up, the exact timeline. The convoy officially started on, let's see this, let me go for it. How did I lose it? January 23rd, which was the Mercury Kazemi. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. And Jesus. It, it officially ended on... Yeah, I think February 20 or 21st is considered like the official. Yeah, Yeah, because that's Um, when they really cleared them out. So I think it's funny because that was bouncing back and forth between what would be the 11th house and 10th house. So it's like, okay, we have this assembly going on that's disrupting people's lives involving vehicles. And then it's like the Capricorn Mercury piece being like, okay, the government is like, also like stepping in so like because okay what people need to understand about ottawa is that it's in the province of ontario but it's also like the capital so ironically like in these hearings lately like over the past month there's been this back and forth between what was the city doing what was the province doing because like even though ottawa is in ontario a lot of times the current premier forgets that Ottawa is still a part of Ontario. Mm-hmm. It's not its own separate entity. It's still under the jurisdiction of Ontario rules. So like there were lots of questions about if the local government couldn't deal with the protesters, what was the province doing and why did the Fed have to step in? Mm. So like there was a lot of that weird um you know, what are these distinctions between the roles of local government, which I could see being like a third house thing, you know, yeah, who's, yeah. who's the mayor of the city versus like the leader of the country, 
right? So yeah. there was a lot of back and forth between like who's responsible for what. Um, I think that's spot on because even just in some like astrology work I've seen around like when you're looking at like local officials elections, they do tend to be more third house. Third house. I mean, look at the charts of people um, who tend to like hold those positions. There's a lot of weird like third house stuff going Uh on. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because local politics is a whole different vibe than like, let's say like, like federal. federal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Um, that was january even though i think a lot of this forecast is going to be like that we're going to jump around a bit which also really fits with this mercury shadow (laughs) that we're recording in i mean but but it also makes sense because like especially for things involving like retrogrades you can actually see like okay so this thing started here but like now like we're in like either the actual retrograde or like the shadow right and that being sort of like a fun thing but like i do want to go back to february for a bit yes, like yes. <laughs> just because like i see that um tom brady announced his retirement which is which, freaking hilarious considering literally like wait he unretired after 30 days 30 40 so his unretirement he came out of unretirement on march 13th which was that was when the sun neptune conjunction happened oh my god (laughs) oh that's funny yeah no that that's real. you know what i do wonder where um saturn was at the time because i know he's having his saturn opposition right now because he has saturn in leo in the 11th house with his son and um yeah it had been in late degrees by then yeah it it must have been and i think he has a late degree saturn in leo i think it's at like 22 or something like so i feel like having like his saturn opposition like the saturn opposition was really getting to him (laughs) um (laughs) i like it's just funny because like when you because like i didn't realize that he unretired so fast yeah because um wait venus was already direct by this point but was still in capricorn it was still in Capricorn when he announced his retirement, yes. And then by the time he came out of retirement, it was in Aquarius already. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Because, like, something about the 40-day part just got me just thinking. Because I know Venus is, like, retrograde itself is 40 days, so... It's um, just, uh, and you know, I, I looked up Tom Brady's chart real quick. He has Saturn and Leo at 19 degrees, 19 which degrees, is where, okay. yeah, that, that's where Uranus has been, like, the Uranus and Saturn have been hovering, like, all at, year. All year, which I, I know because my, my ascendant's getting hit <laughs> real hard. <laughs> oh my God. But, you know, he actually announced his, like, Unretire his retirement when Mercury stationed direct in Capricorn, which is like like it was stationary. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's. And then there was that new moon in Aquarius, which. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know what possessed him to. Where is his moon again? Because his moon was his tenth house. Is in Aries at six degrees. 
Wow. Yeah, ruling his 10th house. You're right. Wow. And then I'm what just looking at the shot. Is this man in, or was this man in at the time? Because he was a Leo. How old um, was he? He was in a he was he he was forty four during this whole retirement on Ninth house. Yeah. Mercury. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay at home and be a family man, and that was clearly not for him. So <laughs> No, that's hilarious. But then like that whole debacle ending up like causing the unraveling of his marriage which did end so yeah which that was announced on november 2nd damn wouldn't mercury have just left um its shadow its its retrograde shadow like after being in libra wasn't libra for so long yeah i think just about oh my god okay I, i just love when like those things like start to make sense (laughs) this is this recap has already been fun so far (laughs) right no okay so other things happening here um what okay so (laughs) the pete davidson kim kardashian thing which i i still like i still have a hard time believing that that was real like <laughs> yes yes i that was another thing where i'm like what did this really happen this year but it, actually I, I did look back and the rumors are already surfacing and end of 2021 but it really was this year the beginning of this year where it like, went public became, where they started becoming public and it became okay. like, or whatever interesting yeah. i mean okay so that was what like more weird like sun saturn mercury pluto sun saturn mercury pluto i do think that just and then that just some of that venus mars like conjunction like for like the end of that because no you're right because then it was during that time where kanye was really harassing the two of them oh god yes um and you know because he is someone who owns a venus mars conjunction like that really being um yeah that was very symbolic of the time like the constant harassment yeah right yeah Um, and then kim like i know this is jumping again into march but kim posts pete for the first time on her insta on march 11th which is like right around like this this venus mars are continuing um but this time like into Aquarius. aquarius yeah yeah interesting yep um i think in other news for february as we already touched um on earlier um biden nominated katanji brown for supreme court by end of february and so her confirmation hearings are pretty much going on all through like march and into april yeah also like around the end of um february as well because you have like venus mars like really on top of each other and they're Mm -hmm. still in capricorn at this point this is when russia actually invades ukraine so um what was interesting is that i think like towards it was like around the time that um i think it was around the time venus actually stationed direct in capricorn and then Mars moved into Capricorn at the end of January, where you started hearing more active um, talk about 
Russia wanting to invade Ukraine. And I've heard it said that, you know, they actually wanted to invade originally, probably around um, closer to Valentine's Day, like mm-hmm. not too far from that, like full moon in Leo. And that first, like when Mars and Venus first moved into that conjunction aspect with one another, mm-hmm. but then it not really happening until like a week or so later that's really weird um yeah you're right on that because even that was like another like cool thing about doing this recap was also really just seeing the events like or exactly how they were playing out like leading up to the invasion of ukraine like um the u.s and other countries were already starting to you know like do sanctions and right announcements about like hey don't do this like yeah, starting January, I think, into February. And then we all know now what happens by end of February is Russia does invade Ukraine. Yeah, and, you know, people not being sure, like, which way that was going or how long it was going to last. Yeah, um, yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up and, the chart for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely pull up the chart for that because the, the date of the invasion ended up being um, February 24th. So that's end of February already because by early March, we get that Venus-Mars-Pluto conjunction, which is the third for the time Venus does this because Venus had been retrograde, uh, but now Mars is in the mix. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Um so yeah no it's really crazy because um in that chart you actually have mars and venus conjunct and headed towards pluto like not too far from the ascendant uh of that chart so that's um really strange and then the ascendant is the same as the uh chart that ukraine was uh declared their independence from the former soviet union under Wow. So it's uh it's really weird stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, February ended up being <laughs> um it, it, it was especially like toward the end of February where things really kick off cuz it's like March where um that's where the news cycle was obviously dominated by the war in Ukraine. Um, yeah. Ashley Brown confirmation hearings like amongst other things. Listen, so basically, like, with that whole, what I think about when I think of the Katanji Brown hearings is also just, like, how horrible the line of questioning was towards her. Like, it, like just having to sit there and listen to someone who, compared to everybody on the court, I mean, is probably overqualified for the position based on all the experience she had, but then still you know, being dissected and picked apart by, um, you know, all of these people. And I just don't understand, like, why, like, this person who was, you know, confirmed to, you know, one of the lower courts, like, in a bipartisan manner was just, like, being subject to this level of scrutiny. It was really weird political theater. Um, Yeah. I hated it. There were just constant memes going around of just her reactions to these, um, this, this line of questioning and her responses. And yeah. I thought it was like very symbolic of the besiegement that like Venus was having. It's like Venus is being harassed 
by Mars, who's just like really antagonistic. Oh, uh, neither of them has dignity. And then like, you know, Venus was like trying to like hold it together until she got to Saturn, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, and she, she, she ends up getting confirmed in April. And by then Venus has entered Pisces. Right. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, also around the same time you know with everything going on in ukraine like all of these cities literally being besieged right yeah so yeah yeah um i love how you put william and kate's controversial caribbean tour oh yeah because i I, you know the royal family was just all over the news this year and that was you know one of the many things was that it was you know, this tour that they were supposed to do in the Car- the Caribbean was viewed as, like, many of these, like, British monarch tours, right, of just, like, oh, a promotion of goodwill and, like, this, like, positive PR push, and it ended up being, like, wait a second. It like- was, yeah, it was really <laughs> bad. And um, I just thought it was funny that I forget, like, the exact chart of, like, when the tour kicked off because – uh, there's a video series I do with two other astrologers, um, uh, Janelle Belgrave and Kelly Glazebrook, and mm-hmm. we, you know, like to spill tea on the royals um, astrologically. And I just remember being like, whoever thought like going on this tour was a good idea, especially just I remember Mercury and Pisces being very prominent in like some of the charts and i was oh like, for this one because that tour kicked off on march 24th and march 23rd was the mercury neptune conjunction <laughs> in pisces <laughs> so you have this mercury and detriment join neptune while they're beginning this tour like yeah it, it was really it was really um it was quite a choice and <laughs> a bad one. <laughs> it feels very, no, no, no. You know what? It feels very endemic of like, you know, that particular uh, conjunction. So, you know, Mercury and Pisces, like not being able to maybe communicate its intent in, you know, the best way, probably because of the lack of clear overt communication mm-hmm. and, I think, like, just also a lot of the optics were just really not great. Because, um, like, I know everybody's like, Neptune is glamorous. It's exciting. Neptune is also, um, you know, nightmares and things that make you disillusioned, right? And I think that them kicking that tour off during that sort of, like, Mercury-Neptune configuration is, like, especially in that last part of Pisces. So it's, like people are realizing that hmm, maybe all these things that we've sacrificed for this image of the Commonwealth or like this nostalgia for the Commonwealth is not really like speaking to us as people anymore. And people just kind of being like, I'm good with that. I don't really want that. Um, Well on, yeah, Neptune, it can be glamor, but not always positive in this very specific case. One of the things, the image that stands out to me the most about this tour was when they're being paraded down on the what do you call it? Oh, I always forget the term for that. This is so is it like a like a like a tarmac or something. Yeah, but they're being carried by a bunch of black people. Like, yeah, like, it's like come on, like and they're dressed like they're colonials in yes! the fifties when yes! it's like twenty twenty two. 
Oh, it's so bad. It's like Neptune, yes, can be absolutely. It could be glamour for better or worse. And the worst side of it can just be this gaudiness and just being yeah. out of touch. Like that, that's what that tour screamed out to me. Not only that, but um, I do remember, like, there was, I don't remember which country they were in, but there was footage of, and I don't know who decided taking these pictures was a good idea. Like, I know that someone cleared this up that, like, the little field where, you know, people usually play soccer matches, that fence is, that fence is always there. And, you know, children will usually stand behind it. I get that. But it's like, you guys, whoever their PR team is, like, was not <laughs> thinking of the optics because, you know, Kate is like, shaking hands with people through the fence and like it just it just doesn't look good right no i know exactly which image you're talking about and it's so bad it's so bad it just doesn't look good and so it's just like miscommunication galore being like definitely the theme for sure yeah. um yeah yeah um what else do we have here but yeah uh but yeah, what? Wait, whoa, that all happened in the same like we okay this is why i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah that is time right yeah so, so william and kate kick off their tour on the 24th of march and then on wow. the 27th was the academy awards where will smith slapped chris brock <laughs> wow okay i mean venus and saturn were like not like perfecting yet but they were getting close to it uh also wasn't i don't remember where the moon was that day hold on Ooh, yeah we should look at that because um there were some trends just really hitting uh will's chart that day and it, it just made sense why um why that happened <laughs> yeah it made a lot of sense oh god the moon was in Aquarius. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and all of this stuff is squaring his moon in Scorpio. So. Oh, and then Mars was still there. Yeah. So you get this like, it's moon, Mars, Venus, Saturn, all in Aquarius. I mean, I feel like it was literal because the way I interpreted the event was he felt that he was defending his wife's honor, I guess, because, yeah. you know, Chris Rock was making yet another joke at her expense. Cause I think what a lot of people don't realize is that if you look at, you know, some of Chris Rock's like past comedy sketches, he does seem to take a lot of shots at Will and Jada. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Yes. That, um, I, I, that was one of those, I, I really can't believe that happened this year and that, resulted in will smith being banned from the academy awards for i think five years he's not allowed yeah to and he he got he got awarded that night too like, yeah which is ironic yeah uh what perfection year was he in at the time so he that is, is a good question let's see he turned i can't do math 54 this year something like that i think no, 56. Hold on. Let me... <laughs> How old is Will Smith? Smith. Age. He... Huh, 54. Okay. He's 54 this year. So, the... well, he turned 54 this year, but he would have been 53. So, sixth house year, Mars was his activated time lord. 
Um, <laughs> and Mars is in Aquarius, and that was yeah. all on his midheaven because yeah, he has, all on there is midheaven. Yeah, yeah, he has his midheaven at fourteen degrees Aquarius, and all of those planets were in the like mid to late Aquarius degrees. I mean, another thing is what's funny is that um, I'm trying to think uh, where was he from the sect? Like, oh, sixth house year Aries, so like Mars was doubly loud. So yeah. Mars was just like, pay attention to me. And then I think it's funny that um, from the perfection to the moon, Saturn, his midheaven lord, is activated, right? And it's just yeah. like, when I see that Saturn in a night chart depressed in Aries, it's just very much giving, um, being sort of cast out from groups of people, right? Yeah. And so that being banned from the Oscars for five years. Oh my god, all this stuff is also sex telling his Saturn as well. So yeah, definitely. Very, very much so. Oh my god, does the ban get lifted when he has his Saturn return? <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. That's correct. Um because Saturn will move into Yeah, Saturn will be in Aries by then. Yeah. Wow. Insane. Yeah. March was a March was a time. <laughs> March really was a time. Um, and then what? The day after, DeSantis signs the "Don't Say Gay" bill into law. Yeah. Um, Which I, 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 you know, I think it's important to note one because this so much of this year has been about. Actually, I mean, it started out obviously last year and, you know, prior to ever since like just the Trump administration, right? But this year especially has just been an increase of protests around quote unquote grooming, whether that's at, um, you know, kids going to drag shows or like um, curriculum in schools. And so um, this particular bill did have to do with like specifically the education system in Florida. But I also think it's like, I think we all should really be watching what the hell DeSantis is doing because. He is kind of being touted now, right, as a potential Republican presidential candidate. Yeah. Though, you know, we'll get to this in November, but Trump announced that. Yeah. Well, but, um, but yeah, DeSantis is really kind of, you know, he did, there are a number of things that I noted in the notes this year that he did. And I do think that's like one of those things. Right. Um, and he's one of those people I wish we had a birth time for. Um, yes. Hold on, let me look up his chart um because i know he has a lot in mutable signs but i think he does have some fixed placements i can't believe there how is there no chart <laughs> you're gonna laugh yeah. so he's a um he's likely an aquarius moon <laughs> wow. uh, virgo sun and he has the sun conjunct the north node at the end of virgo and then he has mercury conjunct saturn at the beginning of virgo Jesus. um yeah so what's funny is that uh around this time if we take like the midday chart as roughly his chart his moon would be at 22 aquarius so <laughs> you know that venus um saturn conjunction would have been right around there wow um, yeah wow so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this man does. I, I, I'm not surprised that like, he he does come across as someone with Aquarius placements. Sure enough, he has an Yeah. Um. And then what's interesting is that I know a lot of people um 
tend to think Aquarius is like this um, progressive, forward-thinking sign, but it's like when you look at a lot of people, especially in the Republican Party, who have like, they have prominent Aquarius placements. Look at Mitch McConnell, for example. He's got uh -huh. Venus conjunct Mercury in Aquarius. Um, Amy Coney Barrett has like her son in Aquarius. Like Aquarius is not necessarily this like forward thinking progressive sign all the time. They usually just tend to have opinions that are not quite um, normative in some sense, right? Right. And yeah. There's some sort of like ideology or standard that they want to preserve, regardless of what um, the prevailing, you know, notion is. But they think that it's an important thing that the collective should be invested in, right? And so, I could see that Saturn Venus conjunction also just being like the suppression of expression of, you know. Um, sexual identities or certain relationships and i would argue that's a very literal manifestation of the saturn mm -hmm. venus conjunction in aquarius i agree and the fact that it's um very likely what's happening where his natal moon is is, is also really loud yeah very very loud huh. well that that's mostly march right? yeah that's march um yeah. I think we can do april let's do it um I made a quick note that because I, I actually didn't know this, that the Taliban banned cultivation of opium on April 3rd in Afghanistan. I knew that Afghanistan has like 80% of the world's supply of opium, but it did, did make me think of a lot of the more recent news about just the shortage of just so many medications. And I, yes. and I'm like, wait, is that, are they, are these things related? I haven't Somewhat. seen that made yet in the news, but I would think they are. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. No, that's loud. <laughs> I think it's funny that during the NARS Saturn conjunction in Aquarius, um, Elon becomes the top shareholder of Twitter. Um, oh boy. Yes. Which there are many other, well, the, the Elon Twitter debacle will come up a lot in this recap, I'm sure. But yes, this is kind of the beginning of it. This April 4th, NARS Saturn Okay, I'm pulling up like the chart that we do have for him. Like it's untimed, but he does have Mars in Aquarius natally. Oh, he it's does. at it's at twenty degrees, but this <laughs> conjunction would have been like maybe two degrees off or so. Yeah, about. I think it was. I'm I'm pretty sure that conjunction is at like twenty two or twenty three degrees. Yeah, yeah, and so that was right. This is basically his Mars return, but like Saturn is on top of it. Um, I have these strong beliefs that his he's either a Leo or Aquarius rising. I go back and forth between which one it is because if you look at like his progressions and uh -huh. if you look at some of these fixed transits, they uh -huh. just seem to like hit him pretty hard. So like what's funny is that I think he's coming up on a progressed new moon, which is actually an eclipse. and I think it's in 2025. Wow. And that peaks, so it'll be interesting to see what's happening with Elon by that point. Uh, he's got his, he's got his natal nodes in Aquarius and Leo too. Right. Wild. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um also was Mercury in Taurus by this point or no? 
Mercury was not. It was in Aries. Okay, it so. hadn't entered Taurus yet. Okay, yeah. because <laughs> that's really funny. And then um, what else was happening? So then we have literally the same day, Courtney uh, Kardashian and um, Travis Barker have the first of their um, fake weddings, which is hilarious because um, <laughs> Travis Barker is a cancer rising. <laughs> so um and he is a scorpio i think he's a scorpio stellium actually so like a lot of this stuff would have been squaring his placements and you know saturn rules his seventh house and this is an eighth house transit for him so that's kind of comical oh my god um, yeah <laughs> I, yeah i i put all three weddings for courtney and travis in our notes Listen, today so I, this is the one in vegas you're so gonna laugh though because um I know a lot of their stuff is tied in, like some of their relational stuff is tied in with like the Venus Jupiter cycle. And if you look at their Davison chart, it has Jupiter conjunct Venus in Gemini in the first house. So I oh thought that God. was pretty funny. I love <laughs> that for them, actually. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Um, yeah. Yes that's not the last of Courtney and Travis in this recap because there's oh more. Oh my god. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, yeah, April is, I mean, we're still dealing with the the news about U Ukraine throughout, I mean, that's really going to come up a lot throughout the year, although I do think like in the news cycle it really peaks in like March, April is where a lot of this is coming up. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that a few days later um, you know, Katanji um, Brown Jackson gets confirmed into her role as Supreme Court Justice. I'm trying to find like an untimed chart for her because I know she has stuff in that Pisces Virgo axis. Yes. Yeah, I had mentioned earlier that she gets confirmed a couple of days after Venus enters Pisces as we were discussing her confirmation hearings were happening when Venus was besieged in Aquarius and then as soon as Pisces ends that besiegement and ends up in her exaltation this confirmation yeah happened. um what another funny thing is that it's the peak of her um closing saturn square wow uh also um depending on what time of day she was born that venus and pisces probably crossed her moon um and then what's even funnier is that she's also a jupiter conjunct venus native but Jupiter and Venus are in Scorpio in her chart. So, oh. yeah, um, just a lot of um, interesting symbolism there for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was on the seventh. Um, the nineteenth was when I mean, this whole year was just a lot of news around inflation in the U.S. and in other countries too, but yeah, in the U.S. But it's April nineteenth where U.S. inflation hits eight point five percent, which is the highest it's been since nineteen eighty one, which I think was you know really what kicked off like a lot of people's worries around the economy for sure. Yeah, and this is right. This is like what a week or so after that Jupiter Neptune conjunction yeah. in Pisces, which is kind of wild. Um, and the, the, it's, the sun ingresses into Taurus on that day too, so you know that sun's starting to just get get hit with you know what's been happening with the fixed signs all year. Right. Um, okay, and then 
this is what I think is really funny. Uh, so on the 20th, uh, Netflix really started losing its subscribers for the first time ever. Um, and I think it's really funny that around that time, was it Mercury just completed its conjunction with um, Uranus mm-hmm. and Taurus? And I think that kind of speaks to all this scramble that Netflix has been on to like make it just an unenjoyable platform because they think it's going to get people to subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) They've just been committed to doing the worst. Um, Yeah, it's awful. I don't have a Netflix subscription anymore. I'm one of those people who unsubscribed during that period. (laughs) I actually bought a subscription only because I wanted to watch the Meghan Harry thing. (laughs) And I didn't want to use my my ex's account so yeah that's the only reason i did that otherwise i never would have (laughs) bought one Uh, netflix yeah actually be really interesting to look back at the chart for netflix or a lot of streaming because in our in our 2023 we talk a lot about the founding of social media but i have not looked at the astrology of just the beginning of streaming like a lot of people don't i don't like do you remember when netflix still like came in your home in the yes (laughs) i remember i really remember (laughs) i was like netflix used to be like a little red envelope where you would get dvds and then you'd have to mail them back after like a month (laughs) yeah what a fucking concept Okay, um, something that I want to comment on for April, because I just found a timeline of Elon's Twitter um, business. And so, let's see, when did Mercury Mercury enter Taurus on the 10th, which is hilarious, because on the 10th, I think Elon, um, let me see, uh, so Elon was invited to join the board of directors, you know, after he became the largest stakeholder. And then on the 10th of April, he initially declines that invitation to join the board of directors. Um, then on the 14th, uh, which is when, well, this is Mars entering Pisces, though. Um, he makes this offer to buy Twitter. Which is hilarious wow. because Mars entering Pisces would mean Mars is squaring his Saturn, right? Yeah. Which I think Saturn is doing a lot in his chart. Um, <laughs> and then, um, hold on. Because I know there was, like, there was some debacle, like, during that Mercury, um, what's it called? Mercury retrograde business. So the end of April... When Mercury conjoined the North Node, there was some filing uh, with the um, SEC that revealed that the board wanted to accept that Elon was buying it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, okay, I think we can jump into May now because it's the Mercury retrograde where, like, the deal gets kind of stuck, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you found a timeline because I was intending on doing that for the prep, and then just got wrapped up in other events of the year no, and it's forgot to. It's all so, like, yeah, I think the last note I had made is like, yeah, it's not till September where Twitter sues Elon. And anyway, we'll we'll get into it. Let's let's transition to May, as you said. 
Oh um, my god, May. May kicks off with on the on the second of May. That's when the Supreme Court draft opinion of Roe v. Wade gets leaked, which obviously sparks a shit ton of outrage. And this is on the same day that Venus entered Aries. Yeah, and that's a big deal because um, I'm trying to find the chart for when the leak happened or like the chart for the actual date because there was a, it was a date in February when um, they actually made the decision um, trying to find it I wish I could find it Yes. But no, it that was like the like the symbolism of like Venus moving into Aries and then then making this or the leak of this decision coming out um, uh-huh. was pretty pretty intense. Um, and it was also a like a few days later is when the Sun Uranus conjunction goes exact, but that's already like in really close degrees on like when this leak happens. Right. Not only that, but. I'm also forgetting we're like a couple days out from that eclipse, but also the Venus Jupiter conjunction in Pisces um, <laughs> happening. So that was also just kind of. Um... That's true. Yes. Thank you for reminding me that. Yeah. April 30th. So that was a few days. Just Everything is great. And then you find out this news and it's like, what? <laughs> you can feel, you can feel the dignity change, like the major dignity change. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find out SCOTUS leak. Because I'm telling you, like, the, the synastry between the leak and the actual decision, I think the decision was made, like, February 10th or something. Uh-huh. So versus Wade. Yeah. And then oh, the actual overturning, which we'll we'll talk more about when we go into June, but that just so folks know that that happens on June 24th. So it's like a whole like nearly like a little under two months after this leak. Ah, uh, yes, the the oh. leak, the opinion was was written on the 10th of February. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And that was hold on. Okay, so on the 10th of February was when we were the Mercury-Pluto conjunction, the third one, uh, is like happening at that time. Yeah. And uh, Venus and Mars are like closing in on each other at yep. that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's when a lot of that is happening, right? So it's yeah. like they've made this decision, which ironically gets leaked later, and Yeah. So it's tying in like that Venus and Capricorn slash like stuff going on at the end of Pluto, which is very much like tied into the Roe versus Wade chart. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So what else do we have happening at this point? Um, (laughs) 
we get another Courtney and Travis wedding. Actually, they they, they get married twice in this month, so oh they God. they legally get married in Santa Barbara on May oh during that eclipse. Yeah, during that eclipse. Okay, yeah. That's lunar eclipse in Scorpio at twenty five degrees, and as Mo had mentioned earlier, Travis has a Scorpio stellium, so in his fifth um, house. So his fifth yeah, house. His nodes are there as well. So um, and then they. They, the the wedding that I think most people remember just because there were just so many images, particularly of Courtney's dress and her veil, mm-hmm. was the one in Italy. So that's the third one. And then that happened on May 22nd. And that's when, at this point, Mercury retrograde had happened. There's a Mercury Kazemi in Gemini. Right. And, and then right after that point, Mercury, um, like, regresses into Taurus. Um, yeah. Right. I but, mean what else is happening at this time so uh didn't jupiter move into aries like what on the 10th yes so that's like right before their um that's like about five days before, <laughs> before their, their wedding, or legal um, wedding. Yes. <laughs> what's even more funny is that for the elon deal um he puts it on hold like around the 13th uh oh when did mercury God. turn retrograde uh oh that's on, that's on the 10th that's the same day remember that jupiter and wow okay so yeah. so literally okay so the day that the sun actually conjoins the north node and like a couple of days after the retrograde station that's when elon's like wait a minute i don't want to buy twitter like you have too many bots yeah. um i don't really want to pay for this app if like <laughs> you know you have too many bots um which is kind of hilarious yeah um, this this mercury retrograde was pretty so that happened on the 10th and as i said jupiter also entered aries that day also on the 10th was the the philippines had their presidential election where they re-elected the um son of former dictator ferdinand marcos so bongbong marcos became president and um, you know, my, my, my family's from the Philippines, right? My mom was like literally just telling my mom's a Marcos fan. And even my mom was saying like, yeah, we just got back to the Philippines and everyone regrets electing Bongbong and that they view him as this spoiled rich kid's child who's just can't make decisions on his own. He like leans way too much on his wife and other advisors and then ends up like never really making a decision. I'm like, this is so like a Mercury retrograde election. <laughs> So like, did they? So they voted Duterte out, and oh, Duterte! No, Duterte didn't run. It's his his daughter oh. ran. His daughter ran for vice president on the same ticket as Bong Bong. Oh, um, okay. So he's like basically more of the same stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's more of the same stuff. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's really obnoxious. So that also feels kind of loud for like jupiter and aries just having this like i mean if we're gonna like say that aries is the first sign aries is thus the baby of the zodiac right (laughs) um just like you know whoever throws in the biggest tantrum gets what they want right yeah, um, and Bong Bong doesn't have a time, but I would not be surprised if he had. He he either has his moon in Aries or in Taurus, but I would interesting. Very not be. I would not be surprised either way. <laughs> interesting. It's yeah. really interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, what else is happening? So around that eclipse, 
not only do Courtney and Travis formally get married, uh, we have the baby formula shortage, mm-hmm. um, which feels very loud for like a Scorpio moon eclipse. Um, you know, you're denying people of depriving them of resources to, um, you know, nurture their young. Uh, all, all in the midst of all this Roe v. Wade stuff, right? It's yeah. like constant criticism of the right only carrying being quote unquote pro-life um you know prior to birth but as soon as you're born it's like oh every baby for themselves like who cares about you pretty much (laughs) i mean also like a sad thing that got pointed out like during one of the astrology um pod astrology podcast uh, monthly forecast is that the uvalde shooter turned 18 around that eclipse and he purchased the gun that he used in the mass shooting Oh, I didn't. So, I didn't catch that part of the forecast. Yep. Oh, God. That gave me like chicken skin. I didn't. Like I that. know, like it. Um, and I think it was also. It wasn't just like a because I think, if I remember correctly, his nodes would be in North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio. So it's also a nodal return as well. So it's like coming back to that. I think I guess like born near an eclipse or something like it's just like that kind of return. So um, that was a lot. Um, it's it was yeah. a rough month and yeah, um, it was a pretty bad news month that a Valde shooting happened on May twenty fourth. Um, yeah. Prior to that, even there was also, um, you know, this is tied in with the Roe v. Wade news, but on the 19th, Oklahoma mm-hmm. had passed a bill that banned nearly all abortions, which yeah. made it the most restrictive in the U.S. And then as we know now, when once Roe v. Wade gets overturned in June, suddenly it triggers or allows for a bunch of, yeah. yeah. Um, also, the day that, you know, the Valde shooting happened, you know, Mars did enter Aries. Um yeah. So there's that. And then the uh, Venus square was getting, the Venus square to Pluto was also getting really close. Yes. Also, I wanted to mention around that same um, lunar eclipse in Scorpio, there was a, some white man shot up a bunch of black people in Buffalo in a church. Um, yes. I remember that day because I was actually coming back from some, I think, research conference that I was at. Um and I remember hearing it on the news and it really made me upset um, because Buffalo, like I was um, where I, for context, I was in Niagara on the lake, uh, oh which God. is pretty close. It's not that far, even though I was like on the Canadian side of the border, like it's just Buffalo is not far. So yeah. it was just like, wow, like it was horrible. Uh, also, I think like that ties in with something that happens during the November eclipses. Cause I think that guy who was responsible did get charged or something. So, or something happened with his like trial during the most recent batch of eclipses. So um, there's that. Uh, yeah. Oh, he pled, he pl- pled guilty on, no- on November 28th. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Loud. Yeah. Which is, I, I can't recall off the top of my head. I mean, the shooters tend to um, kill themselves in the midst of these shootings, but in the few cases where they do live, I, I can't recall of one who has pled guilty. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't ever remember one pleading guilty. Yeah, 
Um, wow, May May was a very very heavy month. It, it was. I'm glad we got the Courtney Travis wedding. Right, has a weird glimmer of light, of like hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm dead. People um, love to hate on Courtney and Travis, but there's also just like an equal number of people who are like, I, I kind of want. I mean, that the thing love. is, it's like it's like for people I know for people who just haven't kept up with the Kardashians ever, um, people don't realize that you know this is the first time she's ever really been married. So I mean, you know, after watching her deal with um, just a pretty toxic baby daddy i don't know who's like forced to be around her because you know he brings ratings to the show um it's kind of like a good for her moment <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy for her like i because <laughs> i have kept up with the kardashians and i have seen how awful scott is and yeah good for her <laughs> yeah so I I can't be mad. Um, good for her. <laughs> well, this is a good transition to June because mm-hmm. there is a very important verdict that happens at the beginning of June, but it's throughout May that we were caught, and, and perhaps even earlier that we were seeing this play out. But the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamation case, um, the jury awarded um, $15 million to Johnny oh. Depp and $2 million to Amber Heard on June 2nd. Yeah, that's that's interesting to think about because if you think about what was happening astrologically, um, I think Mercury was stationing on top of his Venus in the 10th in uh, Taurus. And then wow. he has this natal Saturn um, Venus square in his chart you know, at the very end of, uh, sorry, Aquarius and um, Taurus. So he's in his second Saturn return. Saturn also was stationing retrograde in Aquarius at the time. So that's wild. Yeah. And he, so he, he has natal Venus in Taurus. Natal Venus in Taurus. Venus was also, Venus was also in Taurus at the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because a few days after that, or it's almost, yeah, it's about like almost like several days after that was the Venus Uranus conjunction. Yeah. Um, What, what else happened? So a couple of days after Venus turned direct in Taurus, but then also um, state uh, Saturn station retrograde. um, This is when like some of the legal battle um, between Elon and Twitter starts to escalate so on june 6th um you know this is when he formally threatens to terminate the agreement and he accuses twitter of not complying with his requests about the spam accounts um what else is happening uh that's interesting on that same day that's when six people involved in the january 6th um um Riot, like, were charged of seditious conspiracy. That includes Enrique Tario, who's, like, notorious for um, being in the Proud Boys. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. um, And then, like, two days after that, uh, what's happening? Uh, You know, Twitter does comply with, you know, the demands. And, like, we don't hear... um, we don't hear much about like 
things until July. <laughs> what, what day did Twitter like comply to those demands? Uh, literally the eighth of June. They oh, gave him the data of like, you know, okay, here's the amount of like bot accounts we have, right? So this is all in the midst of like we have this Saturn, Saturn that's now stationed retrograde, this Mercury that's now stationed direct. So and then we yeah. have this Venus Uranus conjunction. Yeah. Um, pretty wild. Which is hilarious because, like, two days before Venus and Uranus perfect their conjunction, Britney Spears, like, finally marries um, her longtime partner, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, um, you know, it's obviously a big deal for Britney, but it's um, important, too, amidst all this news that's been going on with her these past several years around the, um, the oh, my God. Of like in the name of the the um you know the green like the legal agreement her dad's had yeah the conservatorship conservatorship thank you um that she's been under because you know one of the like the basically the gist of this co-conspirator co-conspirator <laughs> is that she as a adult cannot legally make a number of decisions, including around getting married. Like she technically, if she was still under the, this conservatorship, she would have to get from permission from her conservators to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, good for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good for her. Um, I love how you put on the 14th BTS announces their break from yeah. um, performing, which was a huge deal for anybody who's like been in K-pop, been into K-pop because they're like literally the biggest act. I think it's because a lot of them had to complete their mandatory two-year um, service in the armed forces in Korea. So, And this happened on the full moon. And Saj. Wow. <laughs> That's loud. Okay. Which I'm not like, I, I know a lot, there's a lot of astrologers out there who are huge BTS fans. If you all <laughs> want to chime in on, is there a BTS chart out there? Did, did this full moon hit certain people's natal charts? I would love to hear that, but I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> no, that's really comical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, you know what? Um, I think a lot of them are either they're like in that pocket of being Saturn and Aquarius through maybe Saturn and Aries age. So yeah. like, that's interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So then on the 15th, we have what that Venus North node conjunction in Taurus. And that day the fed made their biggest increase rate um, to interest rates since 1994 which is kind of insane um so this is just more of that inflation news that we've been hearing about all year so yep you know what where's taurus in the sibley chart again uh sixth house um sixth house and you know it's funny um in the vedic system the sixth house can be associated with debts so yeah yeah uh, so that, that feels uh, kind of funny to me. But also, wasn't there like a lot of talk about um, like um, student loans or something? Like, I feel like there are lots of instances throughout the summer where um, there was this whole like, will they or won't they in terms of like the Biden administration's ability to reduce or cancel student loan debt? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I do know that was popping up on and off throughout the summer. As we all know now, Biden does announce by end of August, I believe. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, I do. I do remember some of that even in June. Okay. And then, uh, okay, the sun in Gemini, like the day after, is squaring what? Neptune and Pisces. I can't mm-hmm. exactly remember what was happening during that, but. Um, oh, we have Venus and Taurus squaring Saturn and Aquarius on the 18th or so. Um, yeah, with both being in domicile, which I thought was like something we definitely talked about in the recap. Yeah, um, it's interesting how like literally a day after Colombia elected its first um, leftist president. Uh-huh. Um, and then two days after that, but when the sun entered cancer, um, Bill Cosby was found liable of sexual assault um, of a 16-year-old girl. I mean, when you think about the mythology of the stars that Venus and um, Saturn are sitting on, respectively, that kind of makes sense. Because um, in some of the myths for um, Medusa, which are associated with Algol, um, which Mm -hmm. is where Venus was sitting, um, there's this connotation that... um, Poseidon, you know, assaults um, Medusa in Athena's temple and, you know, as either as punishment for, you know, defiling her temple or as a way to protect herself, depending on, you know, which version of the story that makes the most sense to you. Like, you know, she gets made into this gorgon that can like turn people to stone, like by looking at them, right? Um, and then, you know, um, Saturn was sitting on Deneb al which is very much a star that's about, you know, handing out justice or just desserts, right? It's like, okay, those who follow the rules get rewarded, but those who break them get punished. Like, that's the whole um, sort of archetype of that particular star. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, this is, um, you know, Bill Cosby's so old that this is his Uranus return. Wow. So these transits were definitely, like, in the fixed signs, were definitely hitting his Uranus. There's no confirmed birth times. So we have no idea what his mm-hmm. angles are. But, right. yeah. And then on, you know, your point, too, about just the, the, the archetype, the mythology of that, um, just a week later, R. Kelly gets sentenced to 30 years for sex trafficking. Amazing. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. And, um, oh, and then Jelaine Maxwell, like the day before that, got sentenced. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's just all like they're all like one after the other, just like <laughs> you know, getting their just desserts, so to speak. Um, uh, oh, and then on the twenty fourth, um, the Supreme Court what overturned Roe. I feel like something else was happening astrologically on the 24th. I just don't remember what it is. I know. I'm looking at what we had in our notes. And, um, you know, at this point, we do have Venus entering Gemini. Um, we don't get the new moon. We get a new moon in Cancer and then Sun, Sun, Ju- Sun Cancer, Square Jupiter, and Aries, like a few days after. Oh, okay. The yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no. I had a thought. It's gone. No, it's okay. Um, oh, what was interesting about that day, though, is that the Mars of 
the actual decision was squaring I think it was squaring like Pluto or something. It was squaring something in the act the day that they actually wrote the opinion that was leaked. So that was interesting. Um Damn. Yeah, so is that all for June? I mean, that's all for June. That's, <laughs> that's really, all. I know. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Really interesting us. to talk about. Um, but I, I do remember that last week of June, like, the Supreme Court was on one, just making all of these decisions that are like... Mm-hmm. The, the, the 30th was this decision that, you know, because Roe v. Wade was just all over the news cycle, rightfully so, um, some of these other court, Supreme Court decisions I don't think got as much attention. And one of them was that the Supreme Court ruled on June 30th um, to limit the EPA's ability to regulate power plant pollution. And a lot of people are really worried about this decision because... Basically, what the decision said is that federal agencies shouldn't have the power to do these regulations, that they, they should be going through Congress every single time. And that's worrisome around climate change, but it does also like bring up these questions around whether that is that applicable to every single federal agency out there, not just... Right. The- not only that, but I think that kind of like... Because it's like, okay, a lot of these agencies are under the executive branch, right? And so, like, the whole point of having an executive branch is to, like, curb the power of both the court as well as the legislative body. So it's like, um, (laughs) why are we trying to, like, pretend that that's that's the, theoretically, that's the whole reason that the U.S. government works, right? You have these institutions checking each other and it's like if you keep making rules that limit the powers of one group like it just i don't know it's it's something it's really something it's it's scary yeah okay um july let's hop into july let's do it so um we get we unfortunately start off the month of july with yet another mass shooting in chicago um this was a fourth of july parade um And a few days before that was the Mars and Aries um, and Capricorn. So um, that was um, very, very unfortunate. The day after is when Mars enters Taurus. So Mars does that on July 5th. Yeah. I think it's also funny that Boris Johnson, like literally, what, two days after Mars entered Taurus, he steps down as PM. Yes. Yes. Uh, Um, on more tragic, well, I guess tragic maybe for Boris Johnson, but um, more tragic news is the day after that is when Shinzo Abe, the former prime minister of Japan, is assassinated while speaking. Um, so yeah, not a yeah. that was not a good week for world leaders or former world leaders. It really was not. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Um, what was happening around the Webb telescope thing? Do you remember? It was just that they released the first images. And ever since then, we've gotten much more images of that telescope over the past like several months, which is, you know, very cool to see. But no, it's um, really nice. I, I love it. Um, oh, that's like right while Venus is applying to that square with Neptune. It doesn't perfect for like three more days, but like that energy is very much in the air. Like, oh, just, this Venus and Gemini square yeah, Neptune and Pisces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Elon is back in the news again. Um, 
So, you know, he's suing Twitter for no Twitter. So Elon announces that he doesn't want to buy Twitter on July 8th, which is right after Mars goes into Taurus. Um, he's like, ah, I don't want to buy Twitter. No, thank you. I'm good on that. And then um, Twitter, like a week later, on the 13th, announces that they want to sue him. And that's when we get that full moon in Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> the full moon in Capricorn. Uh, like, what do you mean you're pulling out? You're you're buying Twitter. Like, <laughs> you agreed to buy Twitter, so buy Twitter. Um, yeah. What, do, uh, what degree was that full moon in? Because he's a Cancer Sun, isn't he? He is. He's an early Cancer Sun. Um, but that moon was pretty late. Um, I want to say it was like 20 something degrees. Oh my God. Hilarious. Yeah, it, was at, it was at like 20 ish. Okay. That's why it's not too far from his Mercury. He has his Mercury at 14. Yeah, but he would have been having a Mercury return as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, and then Mercury is like about it, it, it perfects on the 18th but by whole signs already that mercury is opposing pluto too yeah yeah so just like you know him not wanting to buy twitter and then you know twitter being like you're gonna pay for it so <laughs> that being really comical um and starting the whole like threat of lawsuit yes. against him thing um we have another celebrity wedding to talk about. JLo and Ben Affleck <laughs> get married on the Sun Mercury Kazemi and Cancer on July 16th. <laughs> um, which is really funny because um, how is I'm trying to think of how that was hitting his chart because he has a Cancer rising. Um, Let me look that up real quick. Um, yeah, it was for him. He yeah, he's right. He's Cancer rising. He's got rising. Venus right on the ascendant in those early degrees of Cancer. Uh -huh. Um, and then you know, he's a Saturn in Gemini. So oh, wow! That, okay. Was that Venus possibly on top of his? Wait, where is Venus? Oh, Venus entered Cancer actually on the seventeenth, and so that was like the day. After they got married. So Venus was still in Gemini. Yeah. Yeah, where her Saturn is, which I think tracks for a marriage. That tracks for him, I think. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. And it's a few days after the, um, what, what is it? The the full moon in his seventh house. So. And then what about her chart? Because I only remember she's probably a Leo. She could be, she's either a late Scorpio moon or an early Sag moon. Oh, yeah. I think she's a Scorpio moon personally um, because it would make sense why they're like into each other. They're both, um, they would both be Leo sun, Scorpio moons, and um, they would have reciprocal like sun moon squares in mm -hmm. like the same signs. Oh, she's a she's a Gemini Venus, yeah. So that, yeah. that Venus, that Venus and Gemini, like the anaerobic degree on their wedding, is yeah. Is I think that was their first wedding too, like their first wedding, because they did like a they did like a Vegas wedding or some shit. This one, yeah. And everybody was like, "What? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> doing. 
Um, well, well, happy for them. <laughs> I mean, look, whatever makes them happy, to be honest. Like, <laughs> um, what's happening later in the month? Biden yeah. gets COVID on the 21st, and this is right before the sun enters Leo. Um, I noticed that a lot of fixies, myself included, amongst other people I knew, got COVID in July and August. Oh, which, yeah. Um, We'll talk about the astrology of August and recap that in a bit. But I do think some of that really began and like really it was like Leo season was. Oh my goodness. Um, what I love is uh, the last one you put here. So during that new moon in uh, Leo, Beyonce released Renaissance. And that to me just sealed like new moon in Leo. I think Jupiter was probably stationing retrograde like around that time. Yeah. On that exact day. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like it's yeah. just like. All this stuff would have been hitting her Mars in Leo. And, and I'm like... Mercury was in Leo squaring Uranus. Okay, there you go. So I'm just sitting here like... Uh, Beyonce is a tropical Scorpio rising. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> she, just, she just is. Like I agree. I, I do I, like it. I, I, <laughs> I stand that theory. <laughs> yeah, like just the Jupiter hitting the Mars and then the new moon in the 10th and... How old is she? Like, she would be in a. Um, she was born in eighty one. Oh, she was still in her fifth house year. Are you kidding me? Like, no, she totally, totally Scorpio rising. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, there's that. Um. That was also a really, really bad week for me. That kicked off the you know transition out of my current iteration of grad school things um and it was quite literal for my chart it was like yeah jupiter's retrograde and then you've got a new moon in your sixth house like um you might want to rethink like your current position and i'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was rough times i'm glad it was good times for beyonce but for many of us fixies <laughs> i think it, it was, was not like, it, was it was not rough. good um which I think this is a good transition to August. Because yes, because this whole, everything leading up between like the 28th to like the 4th of August was like weird geopolitical shit. So like I know Nancy, so the thing we have for the top of the month is Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. So before <laughs> that, before she actually did it, there was this back and forth about will she or won't she show up and this, that, and the third and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because there was that Mars-Uranus-North node conjunction in Taurus on the first, which is funny because I think where Uranus is right now would be her Uranus return in the 10th house. So mm -hmm. um, I think there was also some weird stuff coming up about like her finances and her and her husband's like investments and I think, like, the reasoning for her trip um, to Taiwan making more sense because it related to these, like, what is it, semiconductor chip things that, like, are yes, only like made in Taiwan right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that... then didn't China do a bunch of, like, military flexing, like, in the days around her visit? China, yeah, probably yeah. because yeah, as China was not happy with that visit <laughs> because yeah. of just you know China and Taiwan's relationship. So, um, 
there was definitely some flexing there. I think not too long after that, like maybe a few months after, was when the Ch- Chinese um, um, president met with Putin. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. And then let's see what else do we have. So Mercury goes into Virgo. Uh, <laughs> this day is hilarious because yeah. like Alex Jones gets ordered to pay the Sandy Hook victims $4.1 million, which, you know, later in the year becomes even more hilarious um, for other reasons. <laughs> um, do we? Ha- I think we have an actual like chart for him. Alex Jones. Oh, God. I'm pretty yeah, sure we is... have a, we should have a, do we not have a time chart? You know, I always confuse him and um, him, uh, what's his name? Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan are just all like bleeding into the same person for me. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think we have a chart for him, at least not on Astro Data Bank. But. Um, but what's funny is he is, let's see what was happening. He's an Aquarius son. He's an Aquarius son. Um, God, is he only 48 years old? This man looks older than that. But okay. I know, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, He's in a first house year, though. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so Mars was in Taurus. So he has, um, he, natally, he's a Mars in Taurus, like towards the end of Taurus, squaring uh-huh. his son at the end of Aquarius, squaring his son in Jupiter at the end of Aquarius. Jeez. So that's that's really interesting that. Oh, and that would have started his Mercury opposition because he has Mercury in Pisces. Wow. Wow. And then Mercury had entered Virgo. We have that Mars, Uranus, North Node conjunction, and Taurus. And then all squaring Saturn, of course, and Aquarius. Which is on top of his sun. Like, uh-huh, I mean, yeah. it was really, yeah, no, the fates were conspiring to hold him accountable that day. Yeah, um, um, yeah, the fourth was an interesting day um, as far as just legal things happening because Russia also sentenced Brittany Griner for drug smuggling, which um, we'll also talk more about like later in the year because there's more updates on that. And then, I'm um, oh, sorry, and then the attorney um, general charged um, or, um, charged the people who murdered or the police officers who murdered Breonna Taylor um, that day too. So. Oh, it's interesting because I know Saturn is like probably in similar degrees, like or is getting closer to these degrees. And you know, there's recent news about Brittany Griner, and not for Breonna Taylor, but like for a different um, case where police shot a woman. Like roughly around the same time, Brittany Griner was, you know, returned to the U.S. So like recently, mm-hmm. there was um, sentencing for one of the cops who gunned down a, a woman um a couple of years ago so like i th- i think it's really interesting that well the these- latest though on brianna taylor's that you know um yeah for- would they pay her partner a settlement i was just gonna say that yeah so her okay. partner who was with her at the time of her murder right like the yeah was just um he just settled for two million with the um with louisville of kentucky uh, okay okay no that would make sense wow that's crazy okay yeah this is funny because um for context for kim kardashian's chart um 
because she's a Sagittarius rising, um, Mercury rules her seventh house. And she has Mercury like towards the end of Scorpio. I think it's at 19th Scorpio. Yeah. So like some of this Saturn Mars stuff um, would have been hitting her um, seventh house ruler. And this is when it comes out that she and Pete broke up. Um, yeah. Yeah. The it's I was looking back at the timeline of events for this to prepare for this episode and I had forgotten that I guess they were they both had to like were doing like travel like during the summer yeah. and that some of that distance is probably like what led to their split. And Pete Davison is actually a Scorpio. I think he has a Scorpio stellium, actually. Oh. Um these Kardashians and their Scorpio men. Needle chart. Well, I mean, their mom is a Scorpio, so like <laughs> there's this obsession yeah. with like that energy. And then you know, um, when um, when Caitlyn and Chris were married, I think people also forget that Caitlyn is also a Scorpio. Like, mm -hmm. so it's just like, you know. Um, <laughs> it's a lot um yeah no pete is a scorpio i think sun pluto mercury and venus so he's got pluto conjunct the sun towards the end <laughs> and like mercury and venus conjunct at the beginning God. which is oh and he's also saturn and aquarius so like this is like uh, the saturn sun square saturn so like what degree saturn, does he have saturn in uh like 23 Oof. 23 degrees so saturn is right there just isn't he in the news again about a potential like new relationship yeah he started dating emrata <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's still going but like they were spotted being really cozy recently recently especially because what's funny is during the summer i can't remember if it was june or i uh, sorry july or august um she recently just finalized her divorce from her husband oh my god well yeah. the latest news is both of them have been spotted kissing people who are not each other <laughs> like literally like two days ago so well i mean but she's been spotted like kissing everybody yeah yeah so i think she's like just having fun at this good point i know yeah. right good for her like sometimes okay. you just need to have fun and not have anything serious yeah which is funny that i'm going back to this kim k news right a lot of when you know the, when they when her and pete finally became official and she was like doing interviews about it she was saying that it had started as like oh i, I maybe it'll just be some fun thing now that i'm like splitting up from kanye and it ended up turning into something a little bit more and yeah and he got all those tattoos and like he branded her name like it was just strange um, i know i wish i i should have included the dates for these crazy ass tattoos oh my I god no we need to do a deep dive on there the are a few events this year where it's like the, the kardashians elon musk wait <laughs> wait wasn't it also wait a second wasn't it also um I swear to god it was august when we found out that chloe like was expecting a baby <gasps> I think with the surrogate because like that was coming that had come out that like oh she's expecting 
a baby because I think the baby ended up being born sometime in August or September. Like, no, the baby was, oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, wait a second. You're right. I think you're right. Um, because a month ago is, I think, when they took the baby home. So that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. She, um, hold on. Wait, when did, because I remember that rumor came out and everybody was just kind of, okay, so this is what happened. He was born on the 5th. Yeah. He was born August 5th, um, which is kind of funny because um, Chloe is a, um, she is an Aquarius rising. And um, I think she has what, Saturn in the middle of, Scorpio ruling her chart and I think she's got quite a few planets in Gemini this is before everything entered Gemini at the end of um, August but it's around this time when like we start hearing about like her having had a baby mm-hmm. and everybody being like WTF so this had the baby was born on the same day that Kim and Pete split up Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah and then people are like that they announced either like they announced like Chloe's baby to distract from Kim's breakup or they like did the other way around but they like put these stories out on the same day uh-huh. it's really interesting um but yeah so basically and this like drew a lot of scrutiny towards Chloe especially like once Mars was first moving through Gemini I noticed like uh-huh. Because it's like, okay, you got with this man knowing that um, he had, you know, had a kid on you when you were together or, like, reconciling, right? Uh-huh. And there are questions about, like, did she really know? It's like you started the surrogacy process with him knowing this. And people were just, like, really attacking her, I think. Yeah. So. Well, so it was a big... Like early in the month, actually, this the early August in general was this pretty damn wild news wise because um, then we get the FBI searching Trump's Mar-a-Lago home on the eighth. Oh my god! Also, I again like I keep forgetting about Elon. So he's like being antagonistic towards um, then CEO of Twitter Parag Agrawal um, about the spam accounts and so (laughs) this is when he starts like being more public with that (laughs) yeah Yeah. that is yeah on the on on the fbi searching trump's home you know um trump trump is according to his like his there is a birth time for him 1054 and he's a leo rising yeah. Um, so that all that Mars, um, Saturn, Uranus stuff is absolutely hitting his angles. He has Pluto and Leo. He also has Mars in his ascendant. Yeah. And what's funny is that um, he he's in a what fifth house year from the ascendant, but also in a third house Libra year from yeah. the sect light. And can't remember where is his Venus again. What is it? End of his cancer. Venus is the end of Cancer. So is um. Oh, Elon also has these Cancer placements too, and they're all getting hit by that. There, right. There's a Venus 
in Cancer opposite Pluto and Capricorn. Ah, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, because I was like, there's something hitting Trump's Venus, like on top of like all the stuff hitting his Mars, there was so much hitting his Venus. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He has those three planets in Cancer and the 12th house, which I think is very fitting for having the FBI search. Literally raid your house. (laughs) It's later found, um, like about a month after that, it becomes public that um, one of the things the FBI finds in his Mar a Lago home is 11 sets of classified documents, some top secret. Yeah. And that being kind of a big deal. Um, Okay. So. Oh, actually, no, the time when they actually revealed, like, what they found was actually at the Sun-Saturn opposition, yes. like, a week later. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, wow, that's, like, so loud that all of that was happening. Uh, that was a few days after the full moon in Aquarius. Uh-huh. Um, the Sun was squaring Uranus. Venus was in Leo. There's just, um, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see that you put that Serena Williams announced her retirement. This is a for real retirement, not, I mean, that we know of so far. This is not a 40 day um, Tom Brady retirement. No, she wasn't playing. Um, <laughs> and so the Sun um, Saturn opposition, so Saturn, like in her 10th, she's a Taurus rising, um, Sun opposite Saturn, but then also Venus, which is her chart ruler, opposing Pluto. Um, I didn't know she's a Taurus rising. No, she's a Taurus rising. And um, Venus would have been crossing her north node in the third house. um, And her IC is in Cancer. So, like, she would have been like, I really want to pull back and focus on, like, family. And uh, later it comes out uh, when Meghan Markle releases her Archetypes podcast that a huge reason for Serena wanting to retire is because she wants to focus on being like a mom right so that was like a huge thing um yeah yeah um we get so just more u.s economy news the inflation reduction act becomes law on the 16th so as we said like i like just, there were just so many transits going on in this like early and mid-August. But yeah, this is a few days after the um, sun um, in Leo opposite Saturn in Aquarius. Um, you know, I've talked in previous podcast episodes too that, um, yes, this is meant to like reduce inflation, but it is like a ton of money like that's suddenly going to be going toward infrastructure, um, including like um, clean tech and doing, you know, this like transition and now, but there are all, are all these questions still of like, okay, how exactly is this gonna money going to be used? How is this all going to get implemented? All of that. Right. And it's like towards this end of the month when all of this is happening, Mercury is entering its shadow as it opposes um, Neptune and Pisces. And let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, even outside of the U.S. on the 17th, the U.K.'s inflation rises to an all-time 40-year high um so yeah yeah. they're they're having a hard time on that island right now yeah (laughs) yeah yes 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 uh because like i think it i don't think it was in august but i think it was in september when i think the pound was worth less than the dollar for a little bit and everybody was like what yeah, no, September is going to be a very interesting discussion on what happens in the UK because it was a big month. Big yeah. month on that island. 
Um, yeah, but then like end of the month, like as you know, Mercury's opposing Neptune, you get Fauci stepping down as chief medical advisor. Um, mm -hmm. and then you see like that's when Biden announced his like student loan cancellation plan. Yes. So Biden announced that on the 24th. This is like right at the end of Mercury in Virgo. Again, as you had mentioned, it's opposing Neptune. Um, it's in its shadow now. Um, it will eventually station retrograde in Libra. So um, there were a lot, there was a lot of criticism initially, um, especially around this student loan payout on a lot of questions and whether it's enough, um, whether it really delivers on Biden's campaign promise mm -hmm. to eliminate student loan debt. Right. Okay. So then to continue this, like moving into September now, September is when things get very um, interesting. So over in the UK, they finally choose a new prime minister and that is Liz Truss, right? She becomes prime minister, meets the queen two days later. Liz too, unfortunately, you know, leaves this earth and Charles becomes monarch. Um, it, it's, yeah, uh, you know, in terms of the astrology of what's happening at this point, um, Venus enters Virgo on the fifth and then- And that Mercury literally stationed retrograde the day after the queen died. So, yes. yeah, it was um, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, this is <laughs> this is just like the beginning of just so much happening with the royal family that you know when we we already recorded our twenty twenty three predictions and we you all should definitely take a listen at that because we have some <laughs> um very interesting predictions and thoughts around what's going to continue to happen with British politics and royalty in twenty twenty three. Lots of interesting stuff. Um, and also it's during much of this Mercury retrograde um, where in Liz Truss's very short uh, prime minister uh, tenure uh, that all of these financial crises keep happening, which leads to her ultimately leaving the role. Uh, so there's that. Um, also, uh, I feel like, is there something that I forgot to mention? No, I, I don't need to mention Elon and Twitter until October, so we're good. Um, let's see what else has happened. Uh, on, the, on the 14th, another DeSantis, more DeSantis news. He, in this huge, you know, kind of stunt, um, sends Venezuelan immigrants to Martha's Vineyard um, from his home state of Florida, which... You know, obviously that whole debacle is so weird because yeah. it's like he's doing it to own the libs or something, but then like depending on like who you talked to about that, the conservatives saw it as a win because it's like, look, we like it's like if the liberals care so much about migrants, like they'll do all this stuff, and then they used like the fact that the migrants like were eventually like relocated to you know places and facilities that could help them get settled they took that as a oh like they're doing this not in my backyard business like they're not they don't want the immigrants either and blah 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 but then on the you know like more center left leading side it was oh these people in this community like really rallied to get resources and raise money for these people and actually um 
So it was just really strange. And I think it's funny that this was happening during this like Venus and Virgo square Mars and Gemini. Um, While the sun is in Virgo opposing (laughs) Neptune. (laughs) That is just really interesting to see because it's just like, how do we deal with like, you know, this group of people and just like the weird social responses to that. Um, and he has he has a Virgo stellium, right? Yeah, so he's got yeah. both the Sun, uh, Mercury, Saturn, and the North Node in Virgo. So all his mutable placements getting hit by all of this. Um, yeah, but I think you're right too. I mean, I, it's the like Neptune is definitely in play here, right? Because of just in terms of the Very perception of like, play. is this a win? Is this not a win? He definitely views it as a win. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. But then it's also like, was this really a good use of taxpayer money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Terrible. Uh, at the same time, bringing back that Mars Venus aspect, R. Kelly is found guilty of more sex crimes in Chicago. So. Yes. There's that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 15th, so this is just a day after, so we're still dealing with this Venus-Mars. Um, Mars is in Gemini, by the way, at this point, which I think is important to note because um, by end of October is when we start getting this Mars retrograde, but Mars is already in Gemini, and um, on the 15th is when the Biden administration starts um or media, they, they had already been, at this point been doing it, but they, they've reached a tentative agreement between the rail workers unions and the companies. And then at this point, the next step is then for the many unions to vote, whether to ratify the agreement. Um, I will talk more about this, um, in, you know, as we go through the rest of the months, because um, this does end up becoming like a big thing in the news later. Yeah, and then to round out the Mars-Venus square energy, um, on the 16th of September, you have the protests erupting in Iran over the death of Masa Amini because she was this Kurdish woman who was um, basically murdered while she was being detained. Um, So there's that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those protests are still um, continuing. Yeah, they. I felt like it, it was especially in the news throughout October too. Yeah. Like, um, and yeah, we're continuing to just like see that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, moving towards the sun entering Libra, which is really funny. Um. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. But um, I think it's towards that end of um sun in virgo beginning of sun in libra transit where putin announces the partial mobilization of troops and he calls for the enlisting of three hundred thousand, um you know young or i think men between the ages of like was 18 and like 35 or something and this causes like a lot of younger men to flee the country essentially so as drafts tend to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and it's the beginning of the signs that maybe things are not going so well in terms of the resources and people needed to fight this uh, conflict in Ukraine. So, right. Um, that same day is when the New York Attorney General Letitia James files a lawsuit against Trump and his kids. I think a lot of people sleep on the fact that his kids are also um, being sued for this for fraud and basically um, oh, lying about overinflating like exactly how wealthy they are and how much wealth they really have. Uh, yeah, and that'll be really funny to think about later. <laughs> 
I'm just giving some recent news. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, so moving into the 25th when we get this new moon in Libra, but then also just coming off of that opposition between Venus and Virgo and Neptune and Pisces, uh, you get the election of Georgia Maloney as PM of Italy. And this is a big deal because she's in a more right-wing party, right? And people are kind of comparing her to Mussolini at this point. Um I don't know enough about her and her role, but it seems like with her election, but also some elections throughout different governments in Europe um, up to this point, people start commenting on the rise of, you know, more right-wing fascistic politics in Italy. So, yeah. I wonder if she, you know, she's a, she's a Capricorn. I would love to see the rest of her chart. At some oh, point. she has a time but chart. I, I, I looked at it. Uh, I believe she's a Leo rising. Oh man, these these far yes, yes. Hold. Oh, you're right. I see it. Yeah, Leo rising, Saturn on the ascendant. Um, Oof. at fourteen degrees. <laughs> yep. Square Jupiter and Taurus, and um, Uranus and Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she's got Mars and Capricorn. So yeah, her chart is doing a lot. Yeah, the recent news from her seems like she is visiting Iraq right now. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, so her party is like really um, far right, and she does. She is a Mussolini stan. Okay, cool. Wow, terrifying. <laughs> I would love to dive more into that. Um, yeah, Italian Oof. politics is fascinating very fascinating uh the interesting thing about her chart is that she has a venus jupiter mutual reception with venus and pisces so oh yeah that will be very interesting oh and she's and she'll start her jupiter return next year yeah 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 she's definitely there's gonna be news about her lots of news especially with the venus uh retrograde in her first house first yeah. house um it's funny because she's in the 10th house year right now um mm -hmm. but then she moves into her 11th house year where her midheaven meets its ruler in the eighth and so <laughs> that's um and then her sect light perfects to libra so venus becomes loud anyway okay I see where and, this is going. And then she'll go through a nodal reversal next year, too. Yeah. She's got the nodes in Libra and yeah. Aries. That's interesting. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack. That's a lot going on in her chart. But um, she's going to be a louder voice on the world stage next year. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <Terrifying>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little terrifying. But uh, okay. yeah, so um, in weird news, uh, the day after, NASA crashes its dart into the asteroid dimorphos to test um the ability to defend against like i guess like objects from space crashing into earth so that was really comical that, that was when the mercury venus conjunction happened in virgo yes and the sun jupiter opposition was happening that was really funny to me um <laughs> that's quite loud wow um, and I think like a couple of days after that, or, or the day after, you get this 
referendum, quote unquote, um, held in the two regions um, annexed by Russia. Um, and like three days later, uh, Russia starts to like signs an official acknowledgement of those regions as belonging to Russia and starts triggering processes to, you know, start giving those people Russian passports and this, that, and the third. And that made a lot of people very angry. Um, that that's Venus entered Libra on the 29th. And so um, these um, annexations start taking place after that's very interesting. Yeah. Because Venus, you know, Venus's signification, one of its main significations is um, connection and unification for better or worse. Like I could totally see annexation fitting in that category. Yeah. Um, which is really funny. Okay. So this is a nice segue into October. Um, yeah. which is when we get the intensification of a lot of these uh, Mars transits. So at this point, like on the 2nd of October, Brazil holds its first election where Bolsonaro is threatened to lose his role as president. However, the election is too close to call, so they um, scheduled the runoff or literally the day Mars turned retrograde, which is really comical. Yeah. Freaking wild. So, yeah, we get this. Oh, and that was like the day that uh, I think that was right around the time Mercury Station Direct. Yeah, yeah, the exact day Mercury Station Direct was when the election was called. We said it, it was too close to call. And then we get Mars stationing retrograde on the day that the rerun happens and Lula defeats Bolsonaro. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of elections recently happening around like retrogrades or stations. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, so a few days after that, OPEC cut petroleum production, which caused prices to go up. And I think it was funny because I think around that time, Putin was meeting with some of these OPEC executives, and this is like. It, it's just interesting because when you think about the role of OPEC, it's to keep oil prices regular so that oil producing countries can you know benefit financially mm -hmm. um and so they cut petroleum production which caused the prices to go up which made a lot of people very upset <laughs> um yeah and then on the 6th we had biden pardoning people who were serving time for federal marijuana offenses which is funny because i think it was this, it's around this time that mercury is like still opposite neptune and i think people were kind of upset with him because like yeah. it's a great symbolic gesture but what does it actually do yeah yeah a lot of people were upset with that <laughs> um there was a Crimean bridge explosion on the 8th. That's just a day before the full moon in Aries. Pretty loud. That's pretty loud. Um, and there was, again, lots of questions about who, who like, was responsible. Was it Ukraine? Was it someone else? Um, because the only, I think it was the bridge that connects Crimea to the occupied regions. And at that point, it's only Russia who's using it. So, like, who's who's like causing it um yeah. so it's not that stuff isn't happening but in terms of like all the major like earth shattering events i think it's funny that like around the time saturn station direct liz mm -hmm. truss announces her resignation as prime minister mm -hmm. um 
because she couldn't handle um, a lot of these financial crises, especially when it comes to like who in cabinet should take on these roles related to dealing with the economy and just all these other scandals or crises. Yeah. Actually, even before that, um, on the 12th, um, Alex Jones got ordered to pay even more money to the uh, Yes. <laughs> Which is, uh, like, on the, t- so that was on the 12th, and that was when Mars squared Neptune um, and Mercury opposed, opposed Jupiter. Jupiter. And they made him pay, like, they're like, you have to pay this, like, ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, because it went, you know, we just talked in August that he was ordered to pay on August 4th, like $4.1 million, and then that number jumped to $965 million. And, Yeah, and it's yeah. like, that's like way higher than his net worth, so. Which, yeah, InfoWars had declared bankruptcy, I think, earlier in the year amidst just all the controversy. Yeah, so... um you know, life comes at you fast. It really does. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, then like the week after that, like I was saying, um, Saturn Stations Direct and Liz Truss announces her resignation as PM. Um, uh, there are like a couple of charts floating around for the UK. Um, hold on, wait, let me find the one from 1801 because that's when the united kingdom was formally yeah while you're looking for that that day was because so that happened on the 20th and the days after like the astrology was just like back to back like there's a venus kazemi in libra and then the day after that on the 23rd is like now we get the sun and venus entering scorpio at the same time all while saturn stationing direct in aquarius Okay, so the chart that they use uh, is a midnight chart because that's when a lot of these like things usually take effect. It's like, okay, we signed this decree and it takes effect on like January 1st at like midnight, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, that chart has a Libra rising and <laughs> the sun in Capricorn. <laughs> when I think about it, so Saturn just ruling like, but in the 1066 chart for um, the coronation of William the Conqueror, um, mm. that one's an Aries rising. So, you know, it, it's also Capricorn sun, which is hilarious. Um, and so Saturn rules the, um, the midheaven or the ruler so i just think it's kind of um it's a little bit comical but then also the sun at in either case um so in this chart it's at 10 but in the other one because it was like what christmas day so it's like five degrees or something yeah in the william the conqueror chart but get this in the 1801 chart, um, Venus is the chart ruler, right? And Venus yeah. is at 16 Aquarius. So Saturn was stationing right on top of that Venus. Wow. So they're having wow. like a crisis of um, who's really in charge of this place? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, All while you have transiting Venus and Libra squaring um, Pluto. 
Yeah. yeah. And then um, the natal chart has a Saturn in Leo. So it's like the Saturn opposition of the United Kingdom. So, wow. yeah. A, there was a lot going on for the UK. There was a lot uh, going on for them. But this month, yeah, it's um because like just a few days after is when Rishi Sunak becomes the new prime minister. And that was right after around the Scorpio eclipse. Yes, at two degrees, but while I'm conjoined to Venus. <laughs> um, hold on, we have an untimed chart for him. I believe he's a Taurus, if I remember correctly. Yes, he is a Taurus. Oh yeah, untimed chart. Um, either I think he's either a Aries or Taurus moon. So if he had like an early Taurus moon, that would be really comical because then the eclipse is opposite, right? Yeah. Um, oh, and he's another he's another politician with a Virgo stellium. Yep. Just Jupiter, like Mars, and Saturn. So. And so Mars, even though Mars doesn't quite meet his uh, Venus, which is at 29 Gemini, mm -hmm. it's like within four degrees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard too, I mean, I also don't follow British politics too much, um, aside from the royal family, but um, I, the, all I really remember hearing about him when leading up to his um, appointment as prime minister was, you know, he had went to school at Stanford, I yeah. believe, and has been interviewed talking about how formative like those years were and they like went back and like tried to speak with some of his professors and all of them were like, we don't remember him, but we remember his wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Also, like, there was the talk of him being richer than the royals, but I'm just like, a lot of that net worth is from his wife and mm -hmm. her family, so there was also a lot of this weird discourse around, like, yeah, he's the first, like, brown person to hold the role, like, the first non-white person to hold the role, but, like, he's also super rich, so yeah. it's like, yeah, what which is like what is like the utility of this like what does right. this really symbolize if it's like you've got this person who's like crazy rich holding this office um which is funny because also when you think of the symbolism of eclipses it's like you know how like usually you have to like replace the false ruler in favor of like a real one I, it's almost like the day that the rulership changed over it's like Liz Truss was sacrificed so that he could, like, take the role. Because what's funny is, I think he was one of the front runners behind her to, like, possibly take the role when they gave it to her in September. But she yeah. ended up winning out. Yep. So. God. Yeah. I... Yeah. Um, that's not, it's very literal for an eclipse. Very literal. Uh, leadership, which, um... Actually, we'll, we will. I mean, we did already talk about the Bolsonaro. I mean, that, that was the other big like leadership change. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the month, but um, uh, around the fourth of October, what was happening? So this is like right around the time Mercury had stationed direct in Virgo. Um, Elon comes back with an offer to like move forward with the agreement to buy Twitter, but oh. only if Twitter dropped the lawsuit 
And this is, so, this is October 4th. 4th of October. Um, and what's funny is that in the time leading up to like the 26th of October, which is him coming into Twitter to negotiate the terms of the buyout, mm-hmm. um, he comes in with his little sink, like going, ha ha, I'm entering Twitter HQ, let that sink in, which is probably foreshadowing of him like <laughs> sinking Twitter into oblivion. Um, God, Mars was really close to his natal Gemini on, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. on um, top of Saturn. Just, Saturn ha- has been hovering over his natal Mars like all and his north node all year. Yeah, um, on top of that, uh, what was happening? Oh, like that was also like um, near Jupiter getting ready to come back into Pisces. So yeah. like he's signing this deal to um finalizes the deal and then starts firing a bunch of people so that's pretty much what's happening in that process leading up to mars stationing retrograde um and then of course as we mentioned before um lula defeats bolsonaro literally the day mars stations retrograde yeah yeah, that, that Mars stationing was wild. Like, you get Elon completing his acquisition of Twitter, which we'll continue to talk about as we wrap yeah. up, as we wrap um, up you, this year. You also got a lot of, like, attacks or incidents. So, like, there there was this big, like, crowd rush or stampede during some Halloween event in Seoul in uh, South mm-hmm. Korea, which killed 158 people, injured almost 200. Mm-hmm. There's also a double car bombing in Mogadishu um, mm-hmm. that killed 100 people, like around the same time. Um, yeah. Nancy then, Pelosi's husband. Yeah. Was- and then there was, because like Mars was stationed square to that Neptune, there was all this conspiracy that was peddled around that. It was mm-hmm. strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you get Russia pulling out of the UN deal to facilitate grain exports through the Black Sea because there was a drone strike on one of their ships in the Black Sea fleet, which was allegedly done by Ukraine. Um, So that also had negative effects for food prices. So there's that. Yeah. That's all, that's all like the last few days of October. It's just wild. This is coming out of that solar in Scorpio. We get Jupiter retrograde re-entering Pisces, and then we get Mars stationing retrograde on October 30th. Yup. Yeah. So this is a, (laughs) we could segue into November then Uh because uh, Mars retrograde shenanigans are only beginning. Right. (laughs) So we, um, on the first, we've got um, Israeli um, Prime Minister Netanyahu becomes Prime Minister again. Yeah. Um, what is up with this comeback of old leaders? Because, like, Lula was president at some point before. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of that. Whether it's, like, old leaders or people who are trying to invoke previous leaders. Like, you just talked about this Italian prime minister who uh-huh. stands Mussolini um, you know to what we talked about earlier with Bong Bong Marcos the son of a former Philippine president slash dictator it's just there was a lot of that this year yeah there was a lot of that yeah and this is like the beginning of November the astrology was so we have Venus in Scorpio now it's conjoined to the south node it's squaring Uranus um <laughs> Sun's also in Scorpio. There's, there is, you know, just a, continues to be a lot in the fixed signs. 
And they're yeah. all being ruled by a Mars retrograde in Gemini. Right. I think it's also like kind of hilarious because um, Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady announced their divorce as well. And as you know, he is a Libra rising. So <laughs> uh, I I need to look at her chart again. Hold on. Yeah, Which is, she has something. She has something mutable on the ascendant. She is oh she confirmed birth time. She's a Capricorn rising. Oh hello Doug. Yes, Capricorn <laughs> rising. So wow. Okay, so right after the Scorpio eclipse, like announcing it's like a week later, but like her lunar return would have been eclipsed right before that. So that's wild. That's yeah, she has she has her natal Scorpio moon at those early degrees where that uh-huh. yeah, like yeah, where that, where that eclipse would have been. Ouch. Um, and then Mars, um, squaring her, um, chart ruler, Saturn and Virgo. (laughs) So it was very much giving, "Mm, this relationship is done. (laughs) I, this is, this is like really fascinating to me. I'm I'm curious to see what, where the news about this divorce will go. Cause I haven't heard too much lately, but she still has, more money than him i right in terms of just like her, yeah her net her. worth is a lot higher even though people don't realize that yeah 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 <laughs> most of the net worth in that marriage was from her not him yeah, um, i that'll be interesting to see how that plays out especially now that i'm just like kind of what what um what year is she in perfection wise so uh, she, 1980 she was in a 7th house perfection year <laughs> yeah. yeah wow so it makes sense that relationship is over so yeah yeah well um oof. yeah and then with her having those eclipses moving out of her 11th and 5th and into 10th and 4th like it's interesting because usually with South Node eclipses, there's less of a focus on like public stuff and more of a focus on other stuff. So I think it's funny that with the North Node eclipses in Taurus, you know, she's dating again, right? She's dating Who's some she, dating? some like fitness instructor guy. I don't know. Like good for her. <laughs> good for her. I mean, all of a sudden after the divorce is final, like not only is she on vacation, but this guy's hanging out with her and her kids. So yeah um there's that she loves a sporty guy i must say and doesn't he's there's been new i i don't follow football at all anymore i playing he's still still playing yeah i don't know how well he's doing but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't think he's doing that well I mean, I, I googled him, and the only news that's coming up or that's popping up is Giselle. <laughs> I'm being going on vacation with her new man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but that's hilarious. And then I love on the same day the Fed hikes interest rates again. Yeah. 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 Then on this was an event that astrologers and people in general were watching very closely on November 8th was the US midterm elections and what ended up resulting was there was no real red wave really that Yeah, I mean I wasn't surprised personally. I saw that moon in Taurus and I was like uh, I don't really see much changing like okay yeah they got the house but then the dems kept the senate i mean obviously kirsten cinema you know did what she did um 
but then it didn't matter really because (laughs) anyway I think it's funny this repeat or you know you saying things staying the same right because even the fact that we had to do yet another runoff in Georgia yeah it was was literally a repeat of 2020 like yeah yeah um just for the same result the exact, literally the exact same result we have Raphael Warnock um, oh, which we'll we'll talk about for December's astrology but yeah that the eclipse that lunar eclipse in Taurus at 15 degrees was opposite Taurus so I think that's what put like got a lot of people worried because you just <sighs> really never know with Uranus and funny enough the surprise that Uranus gave us was there was going to be no surprise really it was just yeah it was pretty um it was pretty regular yeah I mean, yeah, um, I think it's interesting though that within a few days of the eclipse, you get FTX filing for bankruptcy, which has been a whole disaster. That was the same day that the sun in Scorpio was squaring Saturn and Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> and a few oh. days after the um, Sun Mercury Kazemi, also. Oh, yeah, <laughs> also on the same day as the eclipse, which was pretty, um, pretty comical. Yeah. Um, we um, also get so the 15th was a busy day because we get Trump announcing his presidential run and many other astrologers have covered this heavily Um, I would you know definitely look at some of Patrick Watson's work on his zodiacal releasing which Patrick basically concluded that this is probably going to go nowhere Um, it's not I mean (laughs) The ZR is saying it. I mean, looking at Trump's upcoming reflections, like, if he was going to do something useful with a year primarily ruled by benefics, but mainly his main benefic, Jupiter, (laughs) like, this is probably as good as the years are going to get for the guy. Like, because he's, again, he's going into years that are going to be ruled by malefics for quite some time and i think that 2023 is going to be pretty rough because um you know his ascendant is perfecting to saturn ruled sign one of one ruled by a not happy saturn um and then his sectolite is perfecting to scorpio which activates Mm -hmm. his malefic out of sect so I just don't see that being a very um, constructive time for running for president. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the chart for that announcement too. I mean, it's hitting his angle. So that tracks that, you know, he would make a big announcement like that, but not in like good ways. I think, I don't think it's activating his chart in the ways he wants it to. No. And like, I remember um, the placements just not, they were not like well configured um it's like if you looked at it it's like an anti-election for announcing something like that <laughs> it's like what not to do what not to do with election yeah so it's it'll be interesting to see what happens especially because a lot of the discourse that week was because of how well DeSantis and his republicans in florida did um in getting seats um both locally and for you know federal positions um all this talk about DeSantis being the new like person so in contrast right with all these Trump 
um, endorsed folks yeah. doing yeah. very, very poorly in their elections. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also crazy that literally the same like 24 hour period, there were, there was this uh, two civilians killed um, when missiles exploded in Poland near the Ukrainian border. And everyone was freaking out because they thought Russia did it. But it turns out they're actually um, probably Ukrainian missiles like used to counter the strikes that were coming from Russia. So um that was quite a day. <laughs> yeah, day. that's just so wild for all this astrology. <laughs> um, God, yeah. I that also on that same day, um, Ticketmaster, the whole Ticketmaster Taylor Swift debacle kicks oh, yes. off and continues. Like there, you know, t- 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 Ticketmaster is still taking a lot of heat for what had happened. So, um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so which uh, I think really tracks with that Sun Saturn square somehow. No, I agree. It really does. And and it hits the, her chart too, right? Yeah, it does because she has I think she's got Venus, I think pretty so at some point in Aquarius, and then she's also got Mars and Scorpio. And yeah. uh I think Saturn and Mars are really prominent in her chart, so it was yeah. doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do not have a confirmed birth. That's another one of those things that's so controversial for Taylor. I mean, Swift, uh, I am leaning towards the Cap rising for her personally. I know some people are Team Scorpio rising. Yeah, I just don't. Of- I don't see her having Mars ruling her chart. I just don't. I, agree. I you know, I agree with that. Um, I don't, especially I don't a dig- it. It's such a strong Mars too, because she does have that Mars in Scorpio. And it would be a night chart, so it's like um, Taylor Swift strikes me as more of a diurnal person, personally. And, and uh, Saturn, and if you had to choose between the malefics, like more Saturnian, very right? Saturnian, very Saturnian, very curated, very, very put together, very Moon opposite Saturn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Moon opposite Saturn and Jupiter and Cancer, and like yeah. it's very, it's very her in my opinion but yeah so that all and then and then the world hit eight billion people on the 15th i know i'm like god there's so many people now like i i remember back in 2011 when we hit seven billion people that was only 11 years ago you know so what the hell is jupiter doing at this time of year still in pisces right still yeah and the last time it would have done that i think jupiter was in aries so it's like how many more people do we need (laughs) at this point but uh we'll see when we hit nine billion we'll see yes Um, so that's all just on the 15th of november we're only halfway through Um, on the 16th, just the day after, the um, FDA in the United States gave its first safety approval of lab-grown meat, which, um, you know, I think continues this trend uh, that's been going on a lot with Uranus and Taurus around food. And- yeah. You know, like, I was actually seeing a lot of people going, oh, like, people are not as into Beyond Meat and all this other stuff anymore, but it's just, like, that's because everything is expensive. Like, I don't think people are buying, like, lots of meat in general either, like... It is nuts how much the cost of everything, but especially meat, has, has gone, gone up. up. Yeah. Did you ever? I think it was, I believe it's a New York Times. If not, it's like the Washington Post or one of these major publications put out this quiz around, like, um, you know, it's like, are you 
um, how much are you being affected by inflation? And it just asked uh-huh. questions. And one of the questions on it was like, do you eat meat? And that, you answer yes, which and I do. <laughs> I yeah. don't, I don't buy meat to cook. Like I don't buy like red meat or chicken to cook at home, but I do eat it out. But then I do buy a lot of fish to cook at home. And like, tell me why for like, I remember over the summer, like before inflation was like really, really bad at the grocery store, buying like a really nice big thing of salmon for like 12 bucks. Tell me why something smaller was like almost 25 the last time I went to the store. I'm like, I know like usually the price of salmon goes up in the wintertime, but like not like that. It's like, why am I paying $20 for this? Like almost $30. Like it's it's ridiculous. And it was like the ugliest cut of salmon. Ugh. I was so upset. I primarily <laughs> buy chicken to cook at home. And I switched to chicken thighs <laughs> this year just because I couldn't justify paying so much more for chicken breast. Versus Listen, chicken I prefer the thighs personally. Yeah, they do taste better. I really was only buying breast because... Like when I started powerlifting and just all you the, can do, like, and you can do more with them, like with recipes, right? Yeah, but yeah. you're right. Thighs are the superior. Oh, they just <laughs> the taste food. so good. They oh. just taste so good. Now I so want to go good. buy chicken thighs. <laughs> anyway, this is funny that we're talking about this as we talk about the approval of lab grown meat. Tourist placements, but okay. So on the seventeenth, Neto Nancy Pelosi announces that she's stepping down as Speaker of the House. Yes, and that's a big deal because she was she was in that position for a bit for a very long time. And it was and- a big year for her in general with everything from the Tehran visit to unfortunately her husband getting attacked. Yeah. And, you know, again, Uranus um, returned in her 10th house. So, like, uh, I had a gut feeling looking at her chart. I was like, I have a feeling she's not going to be speaker. And lo and behold, that held. But, like, I didn't think she was going to, like, step down. I just thought, like, oh, like, I thought that, you know, either McCarthy would win or something, but, like, I wasn't sure. I was like, hmm. I just don't see her like staying in the role. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. Uh, uh, she has, I mean, this is, she has a B rated time, which I find interesting because the, t- the data sources from her biography slash autobiography, which is often the source for A rated times. So anyway, she has a B rated time on Astro Data Bank and yeah. this puts her moon at 18 degrees Scorpio opposing, which is a ton of planets in Taurus, which as you mentioned, that includes her, she has Uranus at 19, which is where again, it's been uh-huh. sitting. It's been sitting. <laughs> Yeah, this poor woman. You know what? I do feel like, you know, the the whole thing that happened with her husband was probably the thing that, like, made her not continue. Because, oh, like, yeah. Saturn rules the seventh house and, you know, squaring all that stuff. So She got moon in that fourth house, too. Yeah. Then just got hit with that eclipse real bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see that. I mean, speaking of Scorpio placements, uh, Biden becomes the first octogenarian president, which is hilarious because if you think about, like, now King Charles III, he's, like, the oldest person to ever become monarch. So, and they're both, like, Scorpios. So, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's really funny to think about. <laughs> they're both Scorpios with Taurus Moon, actually, which is uh, even funnier. Wow. Like they both they both have that. their moon at like zero or one 
Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Biden definitely are Taurus Moon twinsies. Yeah. So uh, Charles is with you there. Moon conjunct. <laughs> moon conjunct North Node at the beginning of Taurus. So yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Is his also at zero? It's like one zero oh, one. It's close. It's he's close. Real close to the, he's closer to the exaltation degree than we are. But. Yeah, and it's quite funny when you think about you know the role that women have played in his life, and <laughs> basically it's like, yeah, mom is gone. I'm king now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that yeah he um so Biden turns eighty, and that means he gets this Mars retrograde in Gemini square Neptune in his solar return, mm-hmm. along with he almost gets the Mercury Venus conjunction and Sag in his yeah. first house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a that's something. <laughs> that is something. Is he in the ninth house perfection year now? Uh. That sounds correct. Ninth. Ninth. No, 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 no. Ninth. Yeah. Definitely ninth. So again, another year where eclipses are huge for him uh, as transits. So he continues to have, uh, I think next year is the last um, eclipsed lunar return he'll have before his solar return uh, in November. So yeah wait this is this the final when is that final eclipse uh it's like uh november it's like hold on it's november something that's all i know it's before his no no it's it's, it's, well it's before his solar return Um, jeez yeah and it's really it's pretty it's a lot closer to his moon than some of the (laughs) uh taurus eclipses have been it's right that was at five right five degrees yeah (laughs) So I shouldn't laugh because my moon's at the same degree, but <laughs> God. it's like right there, you know. Uh, I want to say it's November. Oh wait, no, it's at the end of October. I lied. It's like October twenty twenty. Hold on. Oh, twenty eighth. Wow. Yeah, October twenty eighth. Is when that eclipse is very end of October. Wow. So, yeah. Um, well, I guess continuing the news of the year on the, 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 there's more Biden news toward the end. But first, on the 27th, um, Mauna Loa, which is the largest active volcano in the world, it's in Hawaii, it erupts for the first time in nearly 40 years um, on the 27th. And so at this point, there there's a lot of planets in Sag. Like there's it's a very fire oh, heavy yeah. chart. So I find that interesting. I believe the latest news on that is I think the eruptions of both Mauna Loa and Kilauea, which is like another active volcano site on Big Island, have stopped completely. Okay. I heard. I think, but yeah. Fingers crossed that you know that that continues to be the case. I think it's interesting how like around the same time, you know, you get all of these protests against COVID-19 restrictions kicking off in China. But the thing that like really triggered like people getting upset was um, there was a building fire on the 24th. Um, and the people believe that um, all the COVID restrictions hindered the um, fire department from getting there in time to rescue people. Wow. Didn't like the government response. On top of that, there were also issues within like 
factories and like the way that workers were being treated, like, you know, in the event that they did have COVID and things like that. So, yeah. And just to put it in context too, right? Like by restrict, like, because I was reading this as I was even just like kind of looking at the notes, I didn't take too much notes on this, but I was noticing that China still does like, and like Shanghai had several, for example, like a lot of just complete like lockdowns still. Yeah. Um, that you know we're not really seeing in other parts of the world anymore definitely not here in the u.s <laughs> yeah we're never going back there <laughs> um imagine yeah. um and then what's interesting is that um there's the whole biden releasing statements to urge congress to avert rail worker strikes uh, it's interesting because if you think about what was happening during this time saturn and mars were training each other while mars is retrograde um and what's funny is that it'll make sense when we come to like December because like that um that full moon in Gemini allows us to revisit some of these issues because it starts to translate between Saturn and Mars, even though Mars has already Mars and Saturn have already like moved on from their trine. Yes, there a lot. All of this really kind of comes ahead in the beginning of December. We'll transition into that in a bit. But Biden releasing this statement urging Congress to avert the rail workers strike really kicks it off. It really obviously pissed off a ton of rail workers strikes or a lot of articles that came out immediately after this feeling like they were betrayed by the Biden administration that they wish they didn't vote for him. People yeah. were understandably like really, really angry about this so um but yeah that news um really culminates in beginning of december right and i think it'll be interesting to see like what the fallout of that will be once mars is direct but maybe when you know mercury and venus go into pisces and like you know start to square uh mars so that'll be interesting yes um, and then at the end of the month, uh, Hakeem Jeffries replaces Pelosi as a uh, House Minority Leader. Um, and that happens like right when uh, Mercury, I guess, is finishing its opposition to Mars and Gemini. Yeah. All while uh, getting ready to square Neptune. Yep. So, uh... Okay. And we are at December, which is still ongoing. <laughs> Yes, we are recording this on December 23rd, just so folks know, so we don't get to everything in December. That's why we are not fully through December. <laughs> right. Um, yes. So kicking off, um, just going back to the rail worker strike, what happens on the first of the month is that the Senate passes a bill averting the rail worker strike. Um, the House had um, done a similar vote the day before, I believe, and then on the second, Biden signs that and has, you know, at that point, a fully averted the rail workers strike. And so this is, you know, it's a big deal. It's um, it's really upsetting because like the reason why all of this had even come to a head to begin with was these like the worker shortage has become so extreme for rail workers um like they've just been cutting workers like so much over the course of like a decade potentially even two decades and what it all boils down to is these rail companies being extremely greedy <laughs> and doing everything they can to profit by doing what they call precision scheduling which is essentially like how can we 
how can we operate these trains with as few workers as possible and by also like cutting things like sick leave and um, allowing workers to take leave um, in advance, you know, like requesting days off to go see the doctor, for example. And so it's, um, you know, these workers were asking for what I think most people see as just really, really basic um, things. And rather than you know, the Biden administration and Congress like essentially took this stance of like rather than really demanding more from the rail companies and being like, hey, why don't you give your workers um, right. what they deserve these? Instead, they were pleading to the rail workers saying, hey, you can't shut down the economy on us. Like, don't go on strike and essentially trying to make these workers like the bad guy in this. Right. Um, I'm going to have some news that literally just came out like a few minutes ago. What? <laughs> um this isn't related to that but it's like yeah, okay no, we'll get there we'll get there let's let's or do you want me to just say it like yeah okay. just say it now okay, so, so okay so i don't know if anyone's been following the uh meg the stallion um or it's not really she's not on trial let's be clear yes. um uh tory lanes is on trial um because the state of california is charging him for you know possession of an unregistered firearm, you know, um, obviously shooting Meg and then just something else related to the firearm. And um, the jury literally just convicted him of all three charges. So um, even though it was kind of looking like they were trying to, um, with the way that um, one of the eyewitnesses who was involved in the event, um, her former best friend, Kelsey Harris, um, was trying to look like an unreliable witness. Um, okay. Turns out it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> they convicted him of all charges uh, literally like not too long ago. So um, I want to say within those, the last... Did those hearings, the one that, did those trials begin like a week ago, like two weeks ago? I think like two weeks ago, those the trials started um and yeah they decided okay he did it and moving on <laughs> yeah, uh, as, I think, uh, yeah i think you're right because i think if it, it was probably i think that might have been around like the 5th of december Sorry. or no the trial officially begins on the 12th or no 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 the jury selection began on the 5th the trials itself the trial began on the 12th yeah, so, you know, in terms of just the, I think a lot of the astrology for December is, you know, so we have a lot going on in Sagittarius, like in the beginning of the month, so we have Mercury and Venus there. It's all squaring Neptune. Yeah. Um, not surprising that this, like, case comes out around, um, you know, just trying to, like, um, really pin it on this, like, not, not only, like, pinning um Megan's friend or former best friend as an unreliable witness, but perhaps even blaming her. Right? Yeah, yeah, they tried to say, suggest that she was the one who did it. Yeah, and um, I think that the symbolism of him getting charged anyway is so loud because I'm thinking of something I wrote in the column on Jupiter, and I was writing about the fact that the sun never getting to complete the square with Jupiter before Jupiter, you know, loses its domicile status, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, and the key part of that is because um, the sun is in Sagittarius, uh, Jupiter's other home, 
it's like I likened it to, you know, someone who's looking for exoneration or like crowning by this authority, right? It's like I, I completed this impossible task, right? Because of that last decan of Sagittarius. And because the sun has like power there, like it's like really, and it's in the superior position. So it's applying pressure to Jupiter. It's able to do that. But before Jupiter and the sun could meet for that, like sort of completion of that aspect, Jupiter changes dignity. And then so does the sun, right? Yeah. And it's like the sun loses any triplicity it had, right? And it loses its Deccan rulership. So mm -hmm. it's like, and what I like to say is, you know, Jupiter, unlike Venus, which I know a lot of people are like, Venus equals Libra is justice. No, Jupiter is the arbiter of justice. Yes. It's not Venus. Yes. yes. Justice yes. was served. But when it looked like, you know, he was going to get off with it, turns out no. So and we just had the new moon in Capricorn today. So yeah. that's just so loud to me. It's yeah. just so loud to me. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Oh that's that's big news yes that that's pretty pretty much been kind of going on these like past like few weeks especially yeah. the incident itself happened in 2020 i believe 2020 yeah 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 so um both him and meg have pretty strong um leo and leo and aquarius placements aquarius. Yeah. i believe he's a saturn in aquarius mm -hmm. and she has her mars in leo yeah opposing her son in aquarius and then he's a leo who has also i think like mercury and mars mercury and venus or conjunct yeah. uh opposite like so um i think uranus is squaring both of them right now yeah as we speak rough yeah um, really rough yeah um, so <laughs> let's jump back to the beginning of the month yeah um, so that's crazy that that news just came out right it literally just came out while we're recording um, so <laughs> Yeah, back to the beginning of the month. So yeah, you know, just to round out the stuff with the rail workers strike, like I do think it's telling that like all of this is happening while we had this like Mercury and Venus, like both squaring Neptune, you know, and with Mercury, yeah. especially in play, you got this like Mercury in detriment, um, squaring Neptune. And you know, this is like a strike dealing with rail workers and the constant discourse around this, right? It's like, oh, shutting down the economy. And it's like, okay, if if these rail workers and the rail itself are just so essential to running our economy and just everything attached to that, like, why are these owned by private companies? Like, why do not we not have public rails? Just we should just nationalize the rail at exactly. this point. Like... And yeah, and then speaking of public utilities, like another thing on the news at around this time was on December 3rd, um, two electricity substations in North Carolina were like deliberately attacked possibly by anti-government anti-lgbtq extremists this is still under investigation so again we are right. only, it's only the 23rd of december we'll see if there's further details that arise from this but um it ended up leaving tens of thousands of people in the middle of winter right like without, without power yeah um the lengths that people will go to um also yeah sorry but this um it is a little terrifying because yeah. you know, some of the investigations around this are the reason why this is some of this is coming up is they are the FBI is seeing that in some of these like extremist internet forums there have been constant calls to attack critical infrastructure. So yes, yes, um, which is kind of scary. Also, like there's just been a lot of stuff like 
lately with respect to all these um, anti-government, anti-LGBTQ, usually really right-wing groups trying to attack um, queer people. And something that I do fear for 2023 is that these people will just get a lot bolder. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, in unrelated news on the 6th, um, (laughs) I think it's funny that Mercury on Mercury's way out of Satch, the Fort Jupiter left Pisces. Um, Trump got Trump's organization got convicted of tax fraud in New York, which is pretty um, comical to me. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree too. I also think it's really funny that the Avatar sequel premiered the same day because um, I know the astrology podcast has gone a lot into this Avatar franchise, and that I think like even when the first one came out, it was very, very strong, like Jupiter, Neptune. Jupiter, Neptune stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this one's been getting a lot more backlash just because of the comments that James Cameron made about the inspiration. Um, Like, why would you, as a white man, fix your mouth to say something like, I dreamed I was a Lakota person um, and wrote this movie because i felt like they should have like fought harder and it's just like dude um have you read a history book (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think you've read a history book and this is like really horrible of you to say and it's like have you considered using your you know multi-million dollar fortune to help indigenous people i think not so like why write a story about what you feel like they should have done, but make it like spacey and kind of like mermaid like. (laughs) The first one was already, you know, people got like a lot of cringe from the first one because of just like the Pocahontas vibes that it had. But the second one, because of James Cameron's comments, and then now, you know, there's so many indigenous peoples who are coming out saying like, hey, if you really stand with indigenous peoples, boycott this movie. Listen, and you know what? I am going to boycott the movie. <laughs> I, I'm refusing to see it too. Like I have zero like, like obviously standing in solidarity with indigenous peoples, but two, like I don't really even remember that much from the first movie. I can't remember it being that good enough to You know, I think you know what it was? I feel like what it did was because of the way it was shot and they were they improved um 3D during that time. Because I remember what it did was it made a lot of people want to do 3D movies. And I remember just watching 3D movies all the time after that. And so that's what it did. But like, I do remember watching the first one and being like, it wasn't that good. I hated Mm -hmm. the main character, loved the 3D though. But like, Mm -hmm. I hated the main character. I really did. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? Also like as a critique on the film industry, it's like no one's original anymore. We always need sequels of the same thing. And honest to God, I am really tired of it. Like, I... Uh, no. Does everything need a sequel? What happened to just making a good standalone movie? What yeah. happened to that? And so, both in standing in solidarity with Indigenous people, but also just, like, encouraging the film industry to, like, really rethink how it's doing film. I will not be giving my dollars to this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
I too am refusing to watch it. Um, you know, it's it's funny that because I'm I'm suddenly like looking because as you're talking about like critiques of the film industry and just the visual effects of Avatar, it makes me realize that right around the same time, I think the actual dates the fifth was when, um, but it continued on for days was when the Lensa app. Yes, AI app started really blowing up, and yes, everyone was uploading their photos to generate. Everyone was into AI it, photos. but then like everybody was also critical of it, and it's just like, <laughs> ooh, I mean, people are still being like critical, rightfully so, of um, just the ways in which we use AI and mm-hmm. um, the issue of intellectual property. I think was the side effect of Mercury going into Capricorn because it's like, okay, what are the rules around like intellectual property, especially creative intellectual property. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. the critiques came quick. And I think what personally really did it for me or what really cinched it for me was someone did a Twitter thread, just really like zooming in and showing where you could see artist signatures. Like, um, Kind of getting obscured, you know, as the AI really processes them, and that really—like, it's one thing to hear that, like, okay, like artists are getting ripped off, and it's like, yeah, but it was a whole other thing to actually really see it, and like, oh shit, that's that really is someone. That's art. really bad. That's yeah. really bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so like, moving into like the time we get to like the full moon, uh, approaching the full moon in Gemini, so. Um, the moon moved into Gemini that evening, but Warnock won his re-election against Herschel Walker. I mean, I expected this. Like, I looked at, I looked, so I have this fun technique where I, I was applying this to, like, all the U.S., like, midterm and um, presidential elections, and I was looking at where the moon was, and I was like, usually if the moon was in a fixed sign, like, the incumbent was favored, like, in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people vote, like, during the day and not necessarily, like, in the evening, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, midday, what's the moon doing? And it's, like, usually – and the reason I choose it is because the moon represents the people in yeah. the mundane chart. So it represents their focus, their interests, their state of mind, right? And people wanted the status quo. So also, that full moon was right on his, uh, I think he has a Venus in Gemini, if I'm not mistaken. He's got something in the middle of Gemini, and I'm pretty sure it's Venus. Um, it's Warnock? funny. Warnock, yeah. Yeah. Because the last time he was elected in 2020, I believe the moon was in Gemini. Um, and there was a lot of stuff hitting his Venus um, that time. So I was like, mm, maybe he'll get reelected. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I just wasn't really shocked. Was the it. moon sorry? So was the moon in Taurus like at the beginning of the day? So yeah. So okay. the moon moved into Gemini. I want to say like four p, like two or four p.m. Like okay, yeah, because the I yeah the it's funny that the midterm elections had that eclipse in Taurus, and yeah. then if I recall correctly, didn't the twenty twenty election also prominently feature moon in Taurus? No, it was a moon in Gemini. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the moon was in Gemini. Um, yeah, it was right after. So I don't think it was an eclipse in Taurus yet because, but there was a moon in Taurus like a couple of days before, I think. Yeah. There was a full moon in Taurus. It wasn't an eclipse. Um, 
but yeah, like there's that. And then I just thought it was weird how like China also rolled back its um, COVID restrictions. So as soon as that full moon separated from Mars and started applying to Saturn, it was like translating between them. And it kind of brought us back to that like Mars-Saturn trine. Yeah. Yeah. So. The seventh was a wild day because it's like, okay, this is all happening on the same day. Um, no. Right-wing extremists in Germany were arrested for an attempted <laughs> coup d'etat to install a monarch. Like, I didn't hear th- this happening in real time. I saw this when I was, like, doing the prep for this episode. Like, what? I didn't realize there were monarchists no, I, in Germany. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize they were monarchists. I just remember that, like, German police had, like, massively arrested, like, a bunch of right-wing extremists. And I was like, that's weird. This is just like it's so loud for like a full moon and Gemini conjoined to our Mars retrograde. Yeah, and then literally the same day, um, President Pedro Castillo of Peru was removed from office because he tried to dissolve Congress so they couldn't impeach him. <laughs> uh, but they removed him anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, bad uh, good day for some leaders. Bad day for bad day for others. <laughs> Um, A day after is when Brittany Griner was released from Russian prison and she was released because they did a prisoner swap Swap for some like uh, weapons guy. Um, And a lot of people, I remember some people were kind of like mad about it because there was some other US um, person. I think he was a Marine who's in like Russian custody right now. And some people were like, how come? they didn't also get him freed and why did they trade like an athlete for like this guy who's like an arms dealer and it's just like this is a person who was unfortunately in the wrong place at the wrong time like Mm -hmm. and not because they were performing some covert function which they should have had the sense to not like get caught doing right Right. so you know? So this is that 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 so that was on the eighth, and you know, on top of we, we so we've just had this full moon and Gemini conjoined to Mars yeah. retrograde, um, and then we also have the Sun right, like opposing. And this is part yeah. of the moon. So and then Venus <laughs> enters Capricorn like the day after. <laughs> um, also on that same same the same day that Brittany Griner's release on the eighth, that's when the Harry and Meghan. Listen, this is okay. No, 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 you guys need to like sit down and listen. This is so hilarious and well-timed for so many reasons (laughs) okay because think about it so um for harry's chart um he is in a from the sex light i believe he is in a scorpio year because he's in the third house year and mars rules his 11th house of scorpio but also his fourth house and it's in the middle of sagittarius so this full moon was like triggering that and all he does in it is literally uncovers the really toxic and entrenched relationship between the monarchy, his family, and the media. <laughs> and he basically kind of exposes them, and people are kind of mad about it. So <laughs> it's so yeah. literal. I, I was like, okay, yeah, that's loud. Yeah, um, no. people are very, very mad. Very mad about, about it. it. Yeah, it's, uh, they'll be okay. It's <laughs> definitely, that that, that docu series has definitely got a lot of buzz. Um, I actually haven't seen it yet. Um, 
I might now that I'm on winter break and I don't have work for like another like couple weeks. It's worth and I'm glad that you can actually watch all six episodes because it was so annoying watching the first three and then having to wait a week. I was so yeah. annoyed. I was like, just like, give it to me straight. Like, I want to hear all the drama. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, no, December <laughs> December has been like an quite the month quite the month yes um okay so on the 13th is when we get more exciting things so um this is like when the sun starts like around the time the sun squares uh neptune and pisces so this was last week or yeah early last week um mm -hmm. u.s scientists announced a breakthrough in nuclear fusion technology which everyone's excited about because it means that we can probably engage in nuclear energy without having to worry about you know the waste byproducts generated by fission reactions because uh, mm -hmm. that's a huge problem with existing um, nuclear technology um, and then literally around the same time Biden signs the Respect for Marriage Act um, to mandate marriage equality which is a big deal really big deal um, yeah it's yeah there was <laughs> there was a lot going on on the 13th um and this is like right when like you know jupiter's in its final degrees of being in pisces so yeah. Right. yeah yeah so we're getting all those parting gifts um yeah. I think it's also funny because, like, the day after, um, well, before we go into that, Sam Bakeman Freed of FTX was arrested for wire fraud and money laundering, just with that whole, like, collapsing of that um, particular crypto arm. Uh, and I think, actually, like, not too long ago, he just got released on two, I think, like, yesterday, he just got released on... Um, 250 million dollar bail whoa yeah he just got released so he can go home to his parents and like wait to be tried instead of sitting in jail or prison Jeez. or whatever so must be nice yeah must be nice, yeah, must be nice. Million. um <laughs> no confirmed birth time for him yet <laughs> but he um does he does have a lot of planets in aquarius he's Venus, Mars, and Saturn there. He <gasps> is a Pisces sun um, opposed to a Jupiter in Virgo. <laughs> um, no idea where... His, yeah, he, his, moon looks, his moon looks solidly in Aries. Is he um, a late Aquarius Saturn or early? He's a 13 degrees Saturn. Okay, it's okay. exactly conjoined to Mars, too. Oh, Oh, okay. Interesting. And then he's got he's got a later Venus. That Venus is at twenty one. <gasps> okay, so Mars. I mean, Saturn is like basically there right yeah. now. Okay, yeah. so he's kind of being um, held accountable for things at the moment. Um, yep. Interesting. Yeah. It will be interesting yeah. to see how his Saturn return period wraps up because you know, um, in January, February. Uh, you know, um, all these planets make their final conjunctions to Saturn and Aquarius before it moves into Pisces. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him. Um, and then Saturn, I guess, like heading towards his sun should be really interesting God. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but then on the 14th, <laughs> I think it's funny that Elon got dethroned as the world's richest person. 
Yeah, um, oh, it's hilarious, right? <laughs> right? But like, it's 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 our it's a parting gift to the rest of us that Jupiter is, is bringing. Not much of a gift to him. <laughs> but it's funny who he got replaced by the guy who runs um, LMVH, the fashion house guy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? Like, like what? Like, I I get that. Like, you know, a lot of the the fashion industry is lucrative. And like, did they acquire some new like? you know um fashion houses to include under the umbrella because like that's the only way i could see that working um but then also inflation is probably driving a lot of that because i know that um as someone who's like been trying to figure out how i'm going to save up an arm and a leg for a luxury bag at some point <laughs> i've been following a lot of like luxury youtubers and they're like yeah, ever since the panty, especially Chanel is the most notorious for this. Um, price increases on designer goods have gotten ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And um, the quality has not even gotten better. And in the case of Chanel, they suspect it's actually gone down. So, Whoa. yeah. Well, yes. So Elon Musk is no longer the world's richest person. That happened on December 14th. And on that day, Saturn was exactly on top of his natal Mars. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is making me lean towards the Aquarius rising moment. <laughs> like, no, actually, no, 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 no. No, I'm leaning towards the no, I'm leaning towards the the Leo rising. I'm, I'm torn. It's one of them. It's one or the other. I don't know. Um. <laughs> he he had quite a week um, because <laughs> on the 16th is when he gets a lot of flack for banning some journalists on Twitter because he was accusing them of doxing him. But a lot of people were very quick to point out, isn't this the same kind of stuff that you were criticizing and you were saying this is why you want to acquire Twitter and all this kind yeah. of you know, all pro for like free speech and just all of that. Yeah. And then like three days later, he does the poll on whether he should still be ceo <laughs> the day before that too was there were just so much like what the fuck was going on with him apparently it was saturn on top of his needles over mars yeah but he the day before that was when he oh had, they made that um, policy yeah, short-lived like a literally like a one day long policy where it's like you can't like promote other social media platforms on here anymore <laughs> for free and like everyone was really mad about it yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry, I need to, like, vote, like, put these things to a vote from now on. And then he did a poll on um, being CEO, like. And lost, like, yeah. The um, majority voted no. Um, And then for a while he was considering, like, just making it Twitter blue. But then I think he just went with the results of the poll and he suggested that he's not going to be CEO of Twitter. But I think he's looking for a replacement yeah at the moment yes. um do you have any thoughts on who you i mean i feel like the meme of jared kushner taking over twitter is hilarious because I, I wouldn't be surprised if he put jared kushner in charge of twitter but i somehow feel like he's gonna pick someone more controversial yeah and i mean well it's, it's hard to pick someone more controversial than that um but yes it's, it is possible um, yeah. I'm curious who some of the because I haven't like you know this is all this is all like we're again we're recording this on the 23rd like this is just a few days ago that all yeah. this is happening so 
I haven't even had a chance yet to like look at who are some of the the um, floating names. Floating names. So um yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I have a feeling that like the person who's actually going to be in charge of Twitter will probably be decided as Mars makes its way through Gemini while it's direct. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, so I don't think we'll know till like late March, to be honest. Yeah. I yeah, it doesn't seem like anyone it's surprisingly no one has really been speculating or there don't seem to be any rumors yet on who it'll be. But I think you're right that this will definitely continue to come up as Mars continues to make its way through Gemini. I cannot believe this Mars retrograde's not over yet. It feels like it's been Oh my god, I want it to be done. Me too. I'm so (laughs) over it. Like, end the nightmare, please. Um, But yeah, and I mean, as I mentioned before, like, following this new moon in Capricorn, um, Tory Lanez was convicted on all three charges, um, including, you know, shooting Megan. So, there you have it. Let's end the episode (laughs) on a good note. (laughs) love it i yeah that that wraps it up again we who knows what's going to happen for the this last week of december but this is what we know so far as of december 23rd yeah i mean i really like this exercise and i would be open to doing it every year like me too i think we should i would also encourage other astrologers to do this whether you're a podcaster or not because this was this was really fun yeah and it's nice to just be like wow the astrology was so loud it's one thing to like be living it and it's another thing to like not be living it and then look back on it and just yeah. being like wow yeah yeah we we really could do whole specializations of just the twitter stuff or just the kardashians yeah um yeah. but those are like deep dives for another day um, yes they are we are already at three hours exactly and i just want to thank you all for listening to this episode all right see you guys Bye.